405 here on this Tuesday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM1600. KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500, right here in the Kiva on this gorgeous Tuesday afternoon. Beware the Ides of March. A two brute. Well, uh, yep, right, the stab in the old back. Our president is, uh, well, he's not getting stabbed. He's, uh, he's. He's doing it on behalf of the uh, people of the uh, great nation of the United States of America who are flailing and failing at our ability to go ahead and be the true leaders uh, in the world, the hegemonic. We have relinquished that position. Uh, Kiev is essentially surrounded. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we are on World War Three, ladies and gentlemen. I gave you yesterday uh, what we needed to do, where we needed to be at. Um, and uh, it's not reaction. We need to be proactive. And so send the ships to the uh, Pacific, put them in front of Taiwan, and uh, hit them on another front and uh, wait to go ahead and see uh, what happens after that. Uh, meanwhile, China continues to be shut down as they have a, an outbreak. Uh, no, Dustin Hoffman isn't there uh, trying to contain it uh, either. But someone who looks a lot like him, uh, the Asian version, Xi Jinping, uh, is there addressing the shutdown now of four cities. Four cities, ladies and gentlemen, as uh, they are trying to contain COVID-19. I know some of you want to go back to COVID-19 and uh, pandemic and all the rest of that kind of thing. Uh, you'd prefer that over what you're seeing uh, right now. Heck, I think you just prefer that because you wouldn't have to go to work. Uh, an interesting article out there today as well, talking about uh, how you should be staying at home based upon the cost of gas. So not a bad time to go ahead and stay home because ga uh, gas is a little bit too high. And then all of a sudden there's a reactionary, uh, suddenly $100 uh, and less a barrel. And the market's way up. So we're going to be saved. Un Biden has become no more green new energy, no more defund the police. Uh, he's decided he wants to go ahead and save the Democrat administration and uh, his quote-unquote whatever's left of a legacy of 50 years in Washington, D.C. Don't forget forgot, uh, to watch us, folks, uh, directly on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. Podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify with all the commercials uh, intact. And you can go ahead and download the app directly at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. But if you want the app, uh, uh, excuse me, if you want the entire show commercial-free, the only place to get it is rockoftalk.chat, not to mention our annotated notes. A complete blow-by-blow, blow, if you will, of uh, all the things that happen uh, during our uh, three-hour tour here on the uh, Kiva Island. And D-Dowd Muska right here uh, in the Kiva. Welcome in, Kiva uh, listeners and D-Dowd Muska. How are you? Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, a three-hour tour, three-hour tour. Uh, I am, uh, while well, you're focusing on the uh, the foreign side, Eddie, I'm, I've been looking the last couple minutes at the domestic side, according to Representative Kim Schreier, Democratic representative, uh, quote, I believe a couple of things. Right now, in the last two weeks, this is Putin talking about gas prices. You should be blaming Putin, if anybody, for this. To not blame Putin is denying reality. And secondly, frankly, I think it's un-American to not blame wow. Putin. Yeah, uh, this is all Putin's fault. And AOC, our beloved AOC, who needs no introduction, said that she is going to be looking into profiteering by the oil companies mm. and, quote, there should be consequences for their profiteering. This is certainly the time to start uh, investigating those oil companies that are allowing yep. you to buy, uh, you know, less than $4 gas uh, soon to be. I don't know the latest uh, AAA. Dad will pull that up uh, shortly. A little latest AAA uh, gas prices. While he's doing that, I'm going to kind of give you an overview of where we stand uh, in the Ukraine, since that seems to be the focus right now. And as it should be, because there are women, children, uh, people who are 
uh, right now losing their lives. Uh, and they're losing their lives because we have decided to say, hey, yeah, we'll take a leadership position. We'll take a leadership role in all this. And we have failed to do so, Dowd. Uh, that's something that uh, we are not doing. And uh, uh, <clears throat> here it is. Uh, here's the latest. Russian airstrikes, artillery fire, smashed into buildings in the Ukrainian capital of Kiev, or Kiev, as uh, you newbies are calling it. On Tuesday, invading forces tightened the grip. While well, a convoy of civilians headed out of the besieged port city of Maripol for safer parts, five people killed in bombardments on Kiev on the 20th day of the Russian assault, authorities said. Buildings were set ablaze and people were buried under the rubble. Despite the dangers, leaders of Poland, Slovenia, and Czech Republic arrived in the city to show of solidarity with its people. Evacuations of civilians from cities under assault from Russian forces gathered pace. 2,000 cars managed to leave the port city of Maripol and a similar number were waiting to follow. But a convoy supplies Maripol, whose res residents have been sheltering from repeated Russian bombardments, and are desperate for food and water, was struck by nearby Badiansk Deputy Prime Minister Irina Verishuk said. So that's the latest goings-on. Uh, they continue to flee. If they were in a position of strength, people would be staying. If they were fighting back uh, and Russia was not uh, uh, making its way in, uh, we would certainly say that, well, you, uh, Ukraine can take care of itself and let's send more arms. But we're reacting uh, too late. I think the pace for uh, Russia, however slow you might consider it to be, is a little bit too brisk. I think the Democrats are a bit too woke and uh, we are a bit uncertain about what's happening around us. And that's why you've got to focus on yourself, your family and where you're at with everything. And uh, that all starts with a gas pump because uh, everything from your Amazon deliveries to, you know, you taking a trip to go pick up your kids or take them to school or whatever it is that you're planning on doing is directly impacted by the gas prices, uh, which are at. Nationally, Eddie, we are at. $4.32 a gallon here in New Mexico. Drives me absolutely crazy. We're at four eighteen, and three of our neighbors, including the energy states of Colorado, Oklahoma, and Texas, are all below $4. There we go. Uh, highest uh, county in the state, I believe, is Hildago in the bottom left-hand corner at, uh, what, four, probably four forty-eight, four forty-nine 49 yep. right now. No reprieve for the southern part of New Mexico. Oh, 53. Uh, wow. Is that what it is? 453. Yeah. I think uh, we have to be excited about the fact that those gas prices are high because the longer they are higher in southern New Mexico, knowing that they produce it, it provides a better political outcome here in this election year, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in 2022. So there's an upside uh, to all of that. And that, of course, is the fact that uh, it's going to make and raise the ire of people who are going to be voting in southern New Mexico. Uh, to that end, we have Greg Zanetti, Hour 3, uh, is going to be an interview uh, direct from Roswell, New Mexico. So we'll be uh, doing that interview with him uh, come 6 o'clock hour. Uh, so we'll be checking in uh, with him. He's been Roswell Hobbs out on the road. He continues to want to come on. And, uh, you know, remember, the law of the 80 years, uh, he's been right on target with that. And uh, there we are. Uh, we need that kind of... Uh, no insight uh being ahead of the curve uh new mexico has been behind the curve uh, for too long so we'll talk about education covid jobs and uh all the rest uh, uh right here in the kiva but let's um get back to the, the the ukraine ukraine will not join nato says Zelensky as shelling kiev continues let's just take that headline for a moment that headline startles me because he has been begging for NATO forces to gather together. They finally gather together in Norway. And what happens? Very next day, Zelensky says, we won't join NATO. Isn't that what he's been clamoring for the entire time? The support 
remember, all the world's a stage. He is an actor, a comedian. This is not funny. Now we have been uh, the, uh, I guess they, they call this in movies, uh, the bait and switch out, uh, routine. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, we need your help. We need you. Oh, we got you. Got you on the hook. You're on the border. We needed your support. Now that he has our support, maybe a month from now, ground troops, 36,000, 6,000 already there, 30,000 gathered in Norway. Operation Cold Response. Zelensky now calling for, we don't need your help. We've got this. Oh, do you got this? Why are your refugees? Why are the people still fleeing? Why do you have 2.1 million people displaced? Why are your mayors and everything? Being, like, what is going on here? Or something more to this. We are in World War Three. Is he maybe signaling that he is going to go ahead and, on the other side of this argument, finally give in to Putin's demands to not join NATO? Now, I happen to think that if he's a pragmatic, rational guy who's thinking for the best for his country and his people and what's left of it, then I would go with that argument. That makes more sense to me. Doing the addition subtraction, if Zelensky's not going to join NATO, is he now saying that NATO never came to his rescue? I might as well give in to Putin. We'll keep it there. I, I think that's the hope. Are we going to come to a quick resolution for this conflict and not call it a world war? I think the potential's there. Okay, so stop there. We don't care that much about Ukraine to actually think any, uh, go any deeper into this. Let's be reasonable here. Okay, no one's, uh, well, you know, I expected uh, Eddie and Dowd to be talking about Ukraine all year long and uh, World War III and uh, you know, things that are happening and, uh, and Dowd about Slovaks and Russians. <laughs> and, yeah, that's, that's really why we go into the Kiva. You know, we had to get up to speed on all this, folks. Nobody was an expert. Oh, we, we brought in the foremost expert in Mearsheimer. You know, you got that ahead of the curve. So now let's stop there. Keep, keep those with a die has been cast over there. Let's switch it up. And let's move on over to the Eastern Seaboard or the Pacific. Knowing what's happening in China right now is they have lockdown, clamp down. They do have media and those messages are getting out and Hong Kong's not happy. Do you guys remember at the beginning, the genesis of all this? Do you remember what was happening prior to COVID? I, I doubt anybody does. I happen to be uh, thinking clearly now, have been uh, for a little while <clears throat> with some ebbs and flows and some hiccups here and there. Do you remember the freedom democracy protesters in Hong Kong? Do you remember them? The crackdown coming from China? Do you remember these people? I don't know that you do. Let me remind you, these people were fighting for freedom. All of a sudden we thought that COVID was something that was concocted to suppress their reaction, and then all of a sudden you had the streets of Hong Kong being fumigated. I'm like, you're like, what the hell is going on here? What the hell's going on? And then the, the, the streets of Wuhan being fumigated. Like, are we going to go do that? Uh, it's never going to come here. Don't worry about it. Uh, we stopped everything. And, and Donald Trump says, no more flights from China. Nothing coming this way. Right? He said that late December, early January. Put the, put the, uh, Put the shutdown on that. People were getting criticized. We wanted to mm -hmm. celebrate Chinese New Year yep, in New yep. York to San Francisco. Pelosi, Schumer, how how could we be so brazen? How can we be so that, that was what's the word when we're we don't like foreigners? Uh, uh, xenophobic. Yes. Xenophobic. That's right. The big big words. Those big ten dollar words. Right. Xenophobic. Donald Trump's xenophobic. And then, then we move on to, okay, well, this is actually serious. 
what's over there is over here. We didn't contain it. And then all of a sudden, okay, well, maybe we want to shut down democracy here as well and freedom. The reason why I bring this up is this stresses out a society. So what could further stress out a society? Just like the Chinese are stressing us out. Are we so afraid of these Hunter Biden pictures? And are we so afraid what the Chinese and the Ukrainians have on? And we will get into biological weapons, folks. Yeah, yes, there uh, we'll get into the Tulsi Gabbard. Oh, we got to get into the Tulsi Gabbard and the Rom Rom Rom, the globalist boy Romney. He's a. It's not only is he a bad Mormon, he's a bad man. Mm, red Rom, Red Rom, Red Rom. Red Rom. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that. Okay, so what would you want to do? So my strategy about sending all the ships, as many as possible, right? Because there's no coast. Oh, the Russian coast of, uh, they don't have a California. We, uh, we want the Black Sea. You don't have the Black Sea yet. You're, you're going to get it. Don't worry. Zelensky is going to you know, give it to you and the rest of the world's going to give it to you, Putin. Don't worry. You'll have a place to vacation with your nice 30-year-old girlfriend. <laughs> What could be better right now with that stress that's going on in China than sending our fleets of naval forces to the area to defend Taiwan and prevent what's happening? You can make the same mistake twice. Certainly, if you're Joe Biden, you won't remember the mistake. But if we're Americans, we're paying attention. The best thing we could do right now is send that fleet. Put the stress on the Chinese. Their GDP, there's not an Asian tiger GDP anymore. They're, they're, they need our consumption. There's a big push for made in the USA. There's a big push for source manufacturing, Midwestern, or don't buy in China, all this type of thing. China has already launched as good as it can get. It gave us COVID. It gave us fentanyl. They're trying to kill, us our pop, uh, kill off our populations, folks. They're not succeeding. So why not just aim those fleets and put them right there? It's not World War. It's putting pressure. And when you put pressure on a country that is seemingly already stressed out by stressing out its own citizens, I think that's the best move of all. 550 50, 500. It's 550 50, 500. your thoughts on the opener. Uh, yeah, it's a fluid situation. Uh, we, we, we were cursed by living in interesting times, Eddie. Interesting times. Um, <sighs> Zelensky is a, he's a slippery little guy, isn't he? Uh, he is. No and, doubt about and, it. And, and, what I've been I've been thinking a lot the last couple of days about a wonderful line, although it was very chilling at the end of a episode of a long documentary series on the history of Britain. It was by uh, a historian named Simon Shama, uh, who really hits all the intersectional things. He's a British Jewish gay guy, um, and he's a brilliant historian. And I think it was just called the History of Britain. And uh, one of the episodes, I don't know, it's probably 10, 10 episodes long, but uh, I think it was maybe the Jacobite Revolution. Uh, with Bonnie Prince Charlie, and he was talking about setting up the what was going to happen with the battlefield, the last battle of the conflict. And it was right at the end of the episode, and he said, and he said he had set everything up about the opposing forces and what what the stakes were. And he ended the, the it just dead cut away at the end of the, that episode of the documentary, and that was the last line. And he said, "You know who won? Nobody." And I just I, I've, that's always chilled me when you when you look throughout history. It's so so easy to see black hats and white hats, but really, the older I get, the more I think in all of these conflicts, Eddie, oh, you know who won? Nobody, yeah. and I and nobody's gonna come out of this. I know your little snowflake Americans and Western Europeans, and they worship Zelensky and they think he's the the gutsy little guy coming back. And if he ends up cutting a deal with Putin, they'll you turn on Zelensky 
in a heartbeat. But you know what? Maybe the best thing for Zelensky's country yes. is to make a tilt People. back toward Russia. I'm not telling him what to do. <clears throat> I'm saying these are incredibly messy circumstances we find ourselves in. And we are so quick to erect statues to instant heroes and demonize yep. uh, instant villains. And folks, the world just doesn't work that way anymore. I guess I'm just, I've lived enough life, Eddie, that I just don't see it that way anymore. Yeah. And I just want the killing to stop. And if that means that uh, Western Europe and the United States don't get their way and Putin quote unquote prevails, uh, we can define victory in different ways. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see the killing stop and I'd like to see some sanity restored. The world's a messy place and it's not always black and white. I'm sorry to say you, you young ones and you immature adults, the world is a messy place. 421 here in the Kiva, back in four. We're going to return your phone calls if you'd like. Uh, if not, we'll continue on our show, as always, right here on AM600 KIVABQ.FM. from all over come to Albuquerque to visit Old Town's historic candy lady. Whether in the mood for a special treat or looking for that perfect gift, our patrons will find assortments from chocolates, glazed fruit, fudge cakes, hard candies, local New Mexico flavors, and even unexpected treats. Check out the candy lady at candylady.com. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York in Dallas, right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. And Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit straightlinepaintingabq.com. In our see- increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. 
When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. This is Eddie Aragon for Axiom Home Services. Axiom Home Services specializes in refrigerated air conditioning conversions. Time to ditch the swamp cooler and convert to cool, refreshing, refrigerated air. Did you know Axiom Home Services is one of the highest rated AC companies in Albuquerque with over 40 years experience and provides a five-year parts and labor warranty on any new refrigerated air conditioning installation? Axiom Home Services maintains 4.9 stars on Google Review and check out what our customers say about Axiom. Call 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. When your head's down over your pieces, brother It's a drag, it's a boy It's feelings that you're better to be looking at the bar Not looking at the city What do you mean? You've seen one crowded, polluted, new thinking town Yeah, it's gone, it's sweet Sweet summer set up, winter summer set up Get tired, you're talking to a tourist Whose every move's among the purists I get my kids above the waistline, sunshine There we go 427 here in the Kiva. Who doesn't like a little Murray head uh, right there? One night in Bangkok, Bangkok and Bangkok. And uh, maybe that's where some of our ships are hanging out over there. And they can just mosey on over to the South China Sea and, uh, you know, get right in front of uh, Taiwan. Get between, literally, just just rest right between Taiwan and China. Just camp all the little ships right there. No one's talking about this. I, I wish they were. I wish somebody would su- suggest this. Uh, what, what are we so afraid of? I think it's a, a good suggestion uh, nonetheless, but uh, there you go. Just, just just roll right over, right over the, the little port there and in the Thailand in that area and uh, send the ships uh, if you can. 550-5500. Caller, you are in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, it's Go, bro. <clears throat> hey, yeah, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, I do know that Rush Limbaugh was alive. Before the COVID hit, uh, last month was his one-year anniversary of his death. I can't believe. Yeah, February 18th. Uh, yep. Um, I was hoping I could make a request, and your customers would probably enjoy this. Uh, Rush used to use a guy named Paul Shanklin to do all his political satire. And and I think the, uh, one of my favorites is in a Yugo, which is done by the Elvis Presley song, In the Ghetto. And I think it fits exactly what's going on 
in Russia and Ukraine right now. Okay, before you do your rendition, I'm asking you to keep it clean, if you don't mind, so we can hear everything. Well, what, what, what is your, you want to do a little satire? Is that what I'm hearing? No, I was hoping you could find the song. I, I have it on my phone, but I can't, I'm driving right now. But it so happens that Elvis Presley and my birthday are the same, January 8th. So I can do Elvis Presley, but I'm not going to do it. Well, I don't have my Elvis Presley look on. I can't sing like Elvis Presley. If I'm not looking like Elvis Presley, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, that is that is good. Uh, I think you're talking about in the Yugo. Is that uh, uh, yes? Available on YouTube. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's uh, I guess jump to that uh, in a Yugo. Where was the in a Yugo? Uh, what where were the Yugos made at in Yugoslavia? Yugoslavia, Yugoslavia doesn't exist. Uh, Present day Yugoslavia. Help me with my geography. It's a little <laughs> bit uh, scandy there. Uh, uh, it, it has been broken into. Let's see, Croatia. Slovenia, Bosnia-Herzegovina. Uh, has Kosovo ob obtained any kind of independent status? Uh, it's all very complicated. Let me tell you, folks, the Balkans, ooh, that's where we started World War I, which gave us World War II. I don't think anyone will ever understand the history of the Balkans. Does anything come from that area except for World Wars uh, at this point? Uh, just uh, Dracula? I'm being, yeah, I'm being funny. I'm being funny. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's try to go into this direction with this. I, I don't know how this is going to go, so we'll, we're going to have to... Be careful. This is uh, in a Yugo. Is that is that correct, Dad? Yep, uh, yep. Very funny and the, and clean, perfectly clean. Is it perfectly clean? This is what I'm what I'm worried about. Okay. As a Yeah, I get it now. Three thousand nine hundred ninety-five. No frills. Two thousand nine ninety-five. I gotta stop here on this uh, little video and I'll continue here in a sec with the song. Pretty good suggestion, I think, by a caller. <clears throat> Something just crossed my mind as I'm watching this in a Yugo. I don't know if uh, white uh, crazy liberals want to be black more or if they want to virtue signal uh, environmentalism more. Like, what, what is it? They Good just question. Is there such a need to be completely and totally different that the reaction is always with the second largest uh, durable? I think white people have a, a general uh, a need to, you know, go to a certain neighborhood, virtue signal where they live you know, the conspicuous consumption. And then, you know, on the, on the flip side of that is the secondary uh, piece, which is a Prius and a Tesla at uh, 45 and a hundred thousand dollars respectively. And now you've got uh, back then when we were trying to save money before there was electric cars, it was like how much less of a core public transportation can you possibly use? Right. Dowd, I think yeah, you hit on something here. Yeah, uh, I think, I think I, I am. Basically what you're proposing is a, uh, in Asia, they call it a koan. You know, uh, it's 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 a quandary, a mental question designed to clear the mind. What is the sound of one hand clapping if a tree falls in the forest? 
does it make a sound uh, to the liberal to the American liberal? Is it more important to be black or green? Perfectly stated. Thank you, Dowd. This is why uh, the Dowd 3000 uh, is here. Before we get to more of that song, caller, you were in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hello. Are you okay? Yeah, you know, I just want to uh, preface the song. At that time, the media, whenever they reported an accident, they would blame it on an SUV. Like, the SUV is what caused the accident. Like, Guns cause murders, not people that shoot guns. Also part of the uh, white liberal mindset. And, and you know, obviously there's, uh, you know, we've got our truckers, we've got our, our rednecks, we've got all, all those kind of, but the other side of the flip side of that are the people who are warring against that maybe in their families uh, with each other. And so how do they do it? By what they consume. They can't do it by, you know, and then of course it, it, it turns in doubt, if you don't mind me continuing to hit upon this theme and we'll get back to the, you know, who to blame and for what reason. Then it comes into, well, the white guy married a Hispanic, a white girl married a Hispanic or a black guy or an Asian or like there's different ways that white people sort of war with each other within their families. Is that oh, a yeah. is yeah. that a fair assessment, Doubt? Am I, am make, I doing Make mom and dad angry. Bring home Hi. somebody they wouldn't like. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, anything else, caller? No, I'm just so okay. thrilled that your audience gets to hear the song because it's hilarious. Well, do you want to let them Thank hear you. it or do you want to keep, to, there we go. Okay. I, I don't know how to, else to, to rush them off the stage. I thought, I, I wish I had one of those big phone canes where you pull them off the stage. You oh, know? right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what do, there's got to be. Vaudeville days. <laughs> yeah. Vaudeville. Here goes the lady. Here goes my darling. What? <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Oh, hilarious. Then one day on the they suddenly went off and go. They swore to me, she gave it up. They swore to me, she gave it up. They swore to I happen to enjoy this version of, um, I don't know about you, Dow, but I enjoy this version of the In the Ghetto much better. This might be offensive uh, to some of you people out there, but uh, maybe one of the times that I've uh, never laughed harder in my entire life. Yes. Oh, the brilliance of Eric Cartman. Oh, there it is. Uh, Respect my authority. Uh, for right. folks who are a little saucier, you can probably find online the parody song that Adam Carolla's people have done in the Grotto, which is a, a celebration oh. of the uh, uh, Hefner's Mansion uh, in yeah. the Grotto, uh, not for not not for children. Although I love in a Yugo, I also might. Two other favorite uh, Limbaugh songs were the he would play "Born Free" for the Animal Rights Update, and then he would he would broadcast machine gun sounds over Andy Williams singing "Born Free," uh, and then the other one was um, Ted Kennedy. I'm I'm the I'm a, I'm not the wanderer, the philander. I'm Ted Ted Kennedy. Yes, I'm Ted Kennedy. The car's uh, round and round and round and round. Yeah, and round, yeah, and round. Yeah, the there you go. Uh, the old wanderers. Very good. Stuff. Take a quick break. Uh, bring it back. Uh, do a little reset as uh, we went in that direction. Then, of course, there's the original. Hey, the best.
He's Elvis, folks. There's a brand new Elvis song or Elvis movie coming out. I can't wait yep. to see it. I love uh, Looks anything. Great. Yeah, Bows. I told you my favorite movies are uh, Moulin Rouge yep, and, yep, yep, uh, yep. you know, all those. I love those. Those uh, music, the Romeo and Juliet ones. Was it Baza Lorman or whatever? It is? Yes. Yep, yeah. Australian, very, I think. Yeah. yeah, very enjoyable. Back after a quick break. 437 back and forth. People, don't you understand? Child needs everything. He'll grow to be an angry young man someday. I take a look at you and me. Are we too blind to see? Do we simply turn our heads the other way? Well, the world turns. And a hungry little boy with a running nose Plays in the street as a cold wind blows in the ghetto And his hunger burns So he starts to roam the streets at night And he learns how to steal and he learns how to fight in the ghetto Get the daily news dropped to your inbox every morning at 4 a.m. Sign up now at rockoftalk.chat. Get the conservative calendar, top 10 clips, and links of the day. Local U.S. and global news briefings, all at rockoftalk.chat. Who's protecting your home or business? I'm Aaron Jones, founder of International Protective Service, IPS. Maybe you signed up for a local armed response, then found out you were selected in a buyout, and now you're on the brink of another merger with a huge national company. That is not what you signed up for. The local company invested in Albuquerque and committed to your home and business security with highly trained armed guards or 24-hour patrols is IPS. Call 897-2420 or go to IPSglobal.com. Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Rancho, pampering your pets with a full self-serve dog wash. Pet Food Gone Wild, two stations for one to three dogs at a time. Cats too. Oh, and ask for the grooming club card. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, providing natural food and supplements for healthy pets. Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card makes every visit easy. Pet Food Gone Wild, tap to call at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer at pets.theplaceilike.com. In most cases, recovery of your stolen vehicle is not the reunion you had hoped it would be. It may have been trashed, torched, contaminated by toxic chemicals and more, or used to commit additional crimes. Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device prevents theft in the first place. 505-550-4994. The best website and app for radio is abq.fm. Over 60 stations to choose from, including classic rock, grunge, R&B, country, new wave, trance, even faith and gospel, all at abq.fm on your mobile device or computer. This is Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home? 
software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171, 856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van S Commercial Real Estate. When considering your options and locating the right space for your business, call the experts at Sperry Van S, 256-1255. That's 256-1255. Or visit us on the web at waltarnold.com. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. But I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more to be the man who walked 1,000 miles to fall down and shoot. 43, I thought I'd little play a little something for the uh, Scots uh, out there, uh, for D. Dowd Musk, uh, maybe and his family. Uh, I know they're uh, going through a lot this week, so I thought maybe uh, we'll we'll go ahead and uh, throw something their way with a little. I'd walk five hundred miles. Uh, greatly uh, appreciate that. Uh, in with the uh, familia there, as we say here in New Mexico, straight to Scotland. Uh, current time uh, twelve forty three a.m. or eleven forty three uh, p.m. Excuse me. Yeah, I'd appreciate uh, folks your your positive vibes. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but one of my sister lost her father in law uh, two weeks ago, and it looks like my sister in Scotland. Uh, the last few days are coming for her father-in-law over in Scotland. So uh, my my two fathers-in-law, I'm, I'm going to lose them both within within a month. But uh, my bio dad is uh, still with us and still working, uh, approaching 80 and uh, working every day on the orchard. And I got to say, it's not always fun working on the farm. But boy, those farm people, you get and you stay married and you keep busy on your farm, Eddie, you live forever. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we're thinking about him and I thought I would let him know with a song. And I have to say I love you in a in song to Jim Croce. So uh, one of his best, yes. Oh yeah, boy, boy. Well, we we, we I don't want to get off on some songs and all that, even though I really want to do it. There's a there's a war going on, folks. Uh, people are losing their mind and and losing their lives. Uh, Eddie, you got to rent Elvis on tour from '72. Awesome time capsule. The look, sound, and feel of the era in Elvis. Okay, I got to watch Smokey and the Bandits. Uh, yeah, uh, that uh, Bert. Reynolds laugh, right? The Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise laugh 
uh, you know, battle that they had yep, the whole yep, entire yep. time with uh, Jerry Reed, eastbound and down. It was just uh, good stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. It's called The Hook. I guess it's just called The Straight Hook, Dowd. I, I, didn't, hook. I didn't know that. Buford says uh, it's called a vaudeville hook, uh, really a prop and a shepherd's hook used to open the curtains. Uh, didn't know that. Ah. When your co-host said, do Democrats want everyone, everyone to be black or green? I literally saw a green car drive by me at the exact same time he said the word green. It was like a sign from above. I never see green cars and I was on a street by myself. The odds have got to be astronomical that I would see a green car. Very funny. I live out here on the north end of town, but, uh, boy, thank God, not right by downtown by my buddy Clyde in the Wells Park ghetto, 6th and, uh, what is that, 6th and uh, Lomas, Lomas, right in there. I find it curious that at the end of the pandemic, everyone in China is getting COVID. Hmm. It is odd, isn't it? It is. Uh, the, yeah, the time, the spike, uh, if you will. In January, discovered that China was outrageously underreporting COVID deaths. Xi Jinping is a calculated and manipulative leader. This isn't happening by accident. Great timing to hit our supply chain as well. If I were, I'd hit, I'd stop the supply chain and send people military to take over Taiwan. He's already met with Putin and North Korean leader prior to the devastation of Ukraine. This is a joint method, uh, methodically planned effort. Xi Jinping knows how to negotiate what others need in order to get what he wants. I wouldn't give him that much credit. Uh, certainly, uh, credit is due within his command and control economy, um, but uh, I wouldn't say it's anywhere else. I guess there's Patriot rallies on Tuesday evenings from 4 to 6. It's like, a, um, you know, I would probably suggest to you that rallies aren't good on a repetitive basis. Uh, they should probably be something that's more dynamic and organic and uh, not something that's constantly Tuesdays from 4 to 6, like it's a scheduled thing. It's not really a rally if it's uh, like that. So... A little uh, something for you. Uh, Two Boys Donuts opened up in Uptown, by the way. I do a uh, free, free little plug there uh, for them. Uh, although, I got to say, when it comes to donuts, uh, we hit the Dunkin' Donuts twice this weekend uh, out in Rio Rancho. Okay. Um, they make a great donut. Uh, that's all I can say. I'm sort of feeling uh, uh, donut-y. Let's get back to some real talk. 550, uh, 500. We got on a little bit of a tangent because uh, in a Yugo, um, but uh, nonetheless... Uh, we, we try to encourage everybody to bring what they want. Uh, just be prepared. I don't want to have to torch you uh, and uh, come to a point, unlike uh, many times, uh, like the volcanoes I sent to my son this morning. He's fascinated. The youngest is fascinated with volcanoes. And I see it sort of emblematic of his uh, personality, maybe. Very good. Yes, yes. Uh, let's go down to elites only care about misinformation when it's politically in or politically convenient. Okay. Now, the Federalists put this out. And since we're talking about information, we're constantly putting information out there all the time. And we just talked about, you know, sort of this virtue signaling that goes on, why people make choices, why they feel like they're irrational. Like, why is that person doing that? It, it's against his own interest, yet he's like, oh, I'm happy to pay, you know, $5 a gallon for gas, or I'm happy to go ahead and invest in a car for $100,000 that's worth more than houses. You know what I want to do, Doubt? Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, in all honesty, I want to own a house that's worth, worth less than a Tesla. <laughs> Think about the message that that might send to uh-huh, people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, Boy, there's a guy, uh, or you know, who doesn't really, you know, doesn't that make a whole lot of sense? You know, in, in a world such as this, like you kind of do the opposite end. And, and by the way, that is my name, Eddie. You should look it up and see what it is. For those of you who've been to Aussie, Aussie land down there, the uh, t- the uh, spiral turns down the other way. Uh, this thing, uh, I 
that's the only reason I actually want to visit Australia anymore is just to watch the the uh, the eddy go the opposite way. Oh yes, the Coriolis effect, I believe it is. Yes, that's the only uh, reason I think I want to head down there. By the way, I am uh, sort of uh, taking. I, I am getting a little bit sick all of a sudden. And I think it was uh, maybe some bad seafood I had in my uh, my lunch. Uh, ah. Surprisingly, so I may have I may have food poisoning. I'm starting to feel feel that. So, <clears throat> if there's anything in the last two years that have taught us, it's that members of a ruling class, primarily the Democrats and the virtue signaling uh, moneyed Wall Street types, who are up today, by the way, obsessed with characterizing information they disagree with as misinformation that threatens the integrity of our democracy. Oh, it's like they hold up a cross to your face. They want to tell you that that is wrong. That's the wrong you, that you have this narrative. Well, they have gone over large swaths of disinformation as Russia and Ukraine duke it out. Democrats, also so-called neocons in the corporate media, have just looked over all this and they said, oh, we've got to go to war. You see this on the left, I actually... I've been, uh, why do I, the only time I am now aware of the view is when conservative pundits have nothing else to talk about than to play sound clips of them criticizing Whoopi and a strange Jewish woman who's over 80 and two other people who I don't recognize or celebrity. Please stop. That is not alleged comedian Joy Behar. It is not a conservative talk show if you have to replay liberal talking points and criticize them. Like, honestly, there's such a disconnect. You're disconnecting from your audience. I would say that that's the conservative disinformation. I'm tired yep. of hearing it. I don't want to hear about the view. You know what keeps the view on? You conservative talk show hosts who continue to talk about the view. <laughs> might be right, Eddie. Nobody Absolutely. pays attention to the view. What are yep. the ratings of the view? Look that up yep. if you don't if you don't mind. Just a bunch of crazy yentas yammering about things they know nothing about. I mean, yes, I, nutty, uh, nutty, nutty women who are uh, obviously all cycling together. You know, and that's what happens. Uh, you know, check your check your sh- uh, uh, stats. And, you know, there is something sort of majestic and magical about uh, women who are all cycling together. And sorry to speak about that, but uh, they're around each other enough to actually do that. The ebbs and flows of their uh, crazy emotional uh, ongoings as they react in a hyperbolic way. There's no shortage of fake stories that have driven Western coverage of the ongoing Eastern European crisis, not to mention the photographs, the videos, the misinformation, the uh, emotional hijacking of you and your life. Post about the ghosts of Kiev. Did you see that when it first started? This guy was going to wipe out all of Russia on his own. Like he was the Red Baron. Did, does anybody, did anybody else watch the ghost of Kiev? I did. I was tracking that. Hashtag ghost of Kiev. I was the, turns out fake. A Russian tank crushing a Ukrainian civilian in his car did not happen. No, folks, that did not happen. And members of the Ukrainian military telling the Russians to go F yourselves. Now proven, also fake. Uh, let's not forget uh, who also is the leader of the Ukraine. Uh, that would be a, an actor. All these things went viral, were amplified, but they are all false, incorrect, and all complete and total propaganda. Yet you have people who are amplifying this stuff up, and um, it's no different than Jesse Smollett. Juicy Smoley, as we say. You got Adam Kissinger, who was uh, censored by Republicans for his anti-conservative behavior, thank- thankfully, and previous lies. One of the many purveyors of fake photos and storylines meant to drudge up emotional responses in the overseas conflict. One look at his Twitter profile reviews dozens of posts amplifying verifiably false information and outdated photos for the sake of echoing pro-Ukrainian sentiments, encouraging U.S. involvement. And now we find ourselves, let me go back to the report. Zelensky does not, yes, 
Zelensky does not want to be a part of NATO. Kinzinger and other blue check uh, marks ignorance about what's actually going down in the Ukraine is a cause for concern, you think? Especially since many of them had claimed to care about misinformation in the past, but because supporting Ukraine ap appears to be politically advantageous, people like Kinzinger seem to be off the hook. All right, so I'm going to stop there because I need to talk about the flip side of this, which is going in. So basically my birthday and before, okay? Like right at the turn of the Piscean as we get into the age of Aquarius and all that kind of stuff. We are in the age of uh, Pisces, soon to be in the age of Aquarius 2050. Pay attention to that. I think I think that's as important as the religious uh, doubt, uh, dare I say it, motifs going on, mm -hmm. right? We had the law of the 80s and then you look at the ages, the... Uh, the uh, astrological ages. I think I don't believe in astrology at all. I'll do, I do read horoscope because it's all just, you know, kind of funny stuff. It's like, Oh, someone predicted my day. Here's what it's going to be. How did he, how did he get this right in the paper? It's like just stupid. Eddie, uh, just to answer your question on the sure. ratings, uh, the yeah. awful program, which I have never watched 10 seconds of, you know, the, the, the audience is fragmenting. I mean, ER back in the 1990s got oh, yeah. 40, 40 million people watching it, but yeah. Uh, you know, some of the some of Joe Rogan's uh, video casts when he when he's put up on video get I think when it, when he do the audio and video together he's up at like 11 million in some of his big big ones. The view is averaging 2.3 million uh, as of a couple months ago. So I mean, yeah, I mean it's more viewers than I have, but you know it's it's as you said it's it's a pretty limited group of people. <laughs> It's limited, and if anybody's DVRing that crap, if you're married to a woman who's DVRing uh, the uh, the uh, what's it called again? The View. Yeah, uh, find a divorce lawyer. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> Immediately, yeah, as quickly as you can. You have nothing. And by the way, that's that's as important as anything. Sharing the same politically uh, political philosophy as your uh, quote unquote uh, partner uh, in this day and age. Okay, so. On the flip side of this, I think we need to kind of sort of break down and analyze prior to February 20th, why this involvement was so incredibly unpopular, yet it's suddenly swaying into this incredibly popular place. And then you have Zelensky calling, I'm going to remain, keep reminding you throughout this broadcast, why he doesn't want to be a part of NATO any longer. Is it because he's taking, and that's how I started out the show, is he taking a deal from Putin? Or is it because he doesn't trust the West anymore? I think it's both. Okay, I, honestly, I do. And, and for the good people of the Ukraine who have had to find new homes, 2.1 now growing, 2.2 million people. Another 2,000 cars left today out of one of the cities. I think it bears repeating that Zelensky's popularity was non-existent prior to 220. Nobody supported Ukraine. Nobody wanted to be involved. Nobody was interested. And then all of a sudden... Because all you had to do was pay attention to the people who watch late night TV. No, not ER. Not, not uh, you know, husbands dressing up in doctor coats that they can get a little action from their wives. No, we're not talking about people who are getting shaped by that. We're talking about the people, the places that they're getting their news from. That, of course, would be the 10 o'clock news and what happens after that. As you guys stay up, you can't sleep and you're listening to these guys make fun of it, hoping for sort of, sort of semblance. And you feel like you want to do something. That is not male virility. Preventing a fight, you want to talk about uh, in anything, if you can keep the peace and peace through strength, if you can scare somebody into a position where they don't want to fight you, there's nothing more virile and strong than that. And I am using the word virile because I think uh, we need to go ahead and make, uh, I'm not joining uh, Dowd's movement, but we do, we do need to make this world masculine again. 
Uh I think part of the reason why such an a-hole like Putin is so um, despised and, and, and not liked is because he is probably the one emblematic person in this world for paternalistic, uh, uh, I think male driven domination that, yeah, he might, you might, you might hate him, but that's what wins. Unfortunately, that's what wins and that's what has taken on. So I think there's something greater happening here. The popularity has nothing. You don't know anything about Putin. You don't know anything about culture. You don't know anything about Ukraine. You don't know anything about any of it. What you do know about is you do know that you don't like a man dominating thing with a bunch of phallic symbols, 6,400 of them aimed at you and taking over a country. That's what you're rebelling against. And gas prices. I cannot lay it out any more simply than that. And to dig into your brain and to tell you this and to know exactly who you are for, oh, I don't mind paying $5. You're not showing off your, like, growing a beard, wearing your hipster pants and, uh, you know, showing off your latest tech gadgets isn't showing me how strong and powerful you are. What would have done this is putting Putin on his ass saying, don't dare to attack the Ukraine we have our armies inside the Ukraine, okay? and we're going to get into uh, biological weapons in the second hour because that's the conversation that needs to be had. Okay, There's something far bigger here, folks. There's just no way. There's just no human way that we did not not get involved in this or have some sort of involvement in the Ukraine without us being involved in 28 different places of manuf- and where there's, where there's blood, right? Oh, there's flesh and there's opportunity. And I think Tulsi Gabbard may have stepped right into it. Maybe she needs to come over to the Republicans. So we got to change a lot about that woman. I don't like much about her policies, her history or, or what else. But if she's a political opportunist, and if we can start getting her to sell the other side of the aisle, this might be our breakthrough in this 2022 year to destroy the Democrat Party. Riding in on the horse called a Tuls- Tulsi Gabbard from Barack Obama's hold- hometown, right? I think that might be it. We'll talk more about that. And I think, uh, Dowd, let's get into, uh, if, you, if you can, I would love to get into um, uh, that discussion about biological weapons in hour number two. Uh, we'll take your calls. Uh, excellent program this morning. Steve Bannon, I kind of want to piggyback on that a little bit if uh, Steve doesn't mind uh, and all that. And uh, we'll do that when we return right here in the Kiva on AM 600 FM and rockoftalk.com. I was broken from a young age, taking my soak into the masses, writing my poems for the few that look at me, took at me, shook at me, killing me, singing from heartache, from the pain, taking my message from the veins, speaking my lesson from the brain, seeing the beauty through the... This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The White House is downplaying sanctions from Russia. None of us are planning uh, tourist trips to Russia. None of us have bank accounts that we won't be able to access. Press Secretary Jen Psaki saying we will forge ahead. President Biden is on the sanctions list, along with his son Hunter, former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, and current Secretary of State Antony Blinken. New CDC sewer data is suggesting there will be a rise in COVID-19 cases in the United States. 
a 10% increase or more in coronavirus wastewater levels was found in a 15-day period from February 24th to March 10th. Of just over 400 wastewater sampling sites, a 10% spike was seen in at least 145 of them. A big day on Wall Street at the closing bell, the Dow gaining almost 600 points. USA Radio News. While the economy is uncertain, possibilities to save money remain. Hey everyone, this is Mike. And this is Brian with Fellowship Home Loans. Even in these trying times, a cash out refinance could be the light to your path. Home values are rising and interest rates are following. So don't hesitate to make a move to do a cash out refinance now. Let us check some numbers and see if you could save or if it might make sense to hold tight. It starts with a phone call at 800-535-2779. That's 800-535-2779 or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. We guarantee a thorough check of the numbers, the market, and your obligations to determine the best path. Give us a call at 800-535-2779, 800-535-2779. Or online at fellowshiphomeloans.com. For more than 20 years, we've helped families save just like we'll help you too. Fellowship Home Loans. Welcome home. Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, MLS number 60134. Police in Washington, D.C. say they've arrested a suspect Tuesday morning in relation to at least two deadly shootings and violent attacks of homeless people in D.C. and New York City. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti makes the announcement reading off the charges brought against 30-year-old Gerald Brevard. First-degree murder while armed for the shooting and stabbing homicide of 54-year-old Morgan Holmes on March 9th. The assault with the intent to kill for the shooting offense on March 8th and assault with a dangerous weapon for the initial shooting offense on March 3rd. A bill locking in daylight savings time as the nation's permanent time is closer to becoming law. The Senate approving it unanimously in a voice vote, sending the measure to the House, with Arizona Democrat Kirsten Sinema voicing her approval. Without objection, so ordered. Thank you, Madam President. And uh, this is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top 10 most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan met with his Chinese counterpart in Rome on Monday, Sullivan warning China that they would face sanctions from the United States if they assist Russia with economic or military aid. Senate Minority Leader from Kentucky Mitch McConnell is welcoming the idea of sanctions on China. We are open to applying any pressure we possibly can, not only on Russia, but those who try to help Russia. China says they won't stop their normal trade relations with Russia and is warning of retaliation if the United States imposes sanctions on them. A winner has been named in the 50th Iditarod sled dog race. The Iditarod has a new top dog. 
Musher Brent Sass won the 50th annual and very difficult Iditarod trail sled dog race across 1,000 miles of Alaska. On Tuesday, his team of 11 dogs dashed off the Bering Sea ice through a crowd of fans in downtown Nome, Alaska. This year's event began with 49 mushers, five dropped out along the trail, and Mr. Sass takes home $50,000. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. Aaron Rodgers' return to the Green Bay Packers is official. The Super Bowl champions quarterback new contract is a three-year, $150 million extension with voidable years in 2025 and 2026. The money is guaranteed through the first two years and is dependent on his injury status in 2024. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Bird. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of time. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1500 KIV, ADQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Hour 2 coming at you in true blue on uh, what? Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV, as well as RGB. It's a red, green, and blue, by the way. If you used to, I was one of those strange kids who would walk up to the television and I'd <laughs> put my eyes as close as I possibly could. And I'm old enough. Yes, I'm all of 47 years young, uh, by the way. Billing Young and Viral, uh, D-Dowd Muska, uh, by the way, here as well. And Dowd, I would always, always uh, put my eyes up right against the television. Is like, what are you, some stupid or something? And, and I'd go look at the RGB lights. So you guys remember? You guys yep, even yep, know what that yep, is? Calvin Ray that, tube TV, yep. Right. You don't have that any longer in the uh, flat screens. If you were to walk up to the flat screen, I'll do it right now. There's no RGB there. Nothing. Yeah, there's no tube. There's no, uh, uh, the CRT, that would be uh, critical race theory. No, that would be uh, cathode uh, ray what? Cathode tube, yeah. ray tube. CRT. That's why we called it the tube back in yeah, the day. The tube, the back, the boob tube. Um, and then when did we switch from all of that? When did, uh, when did we finally get into more of the flat screen, the LCD, right? Mm. The liquid crystal, crystal display, display. Crystal yeah. displays. And then, but Eddie, I, I've been, just speaking of your youthful virility. Oh, yeah. Uh, I appreciate that. I, you know, I've been really racking my brain the last couple of minutes because I think you really hit on something big that last, at the end of the last hour. And I think it needs to be fleshed out a, a little more. I, for, for years, I thought that there was something about Donald Trump that had nothing to do with public policy. Nothing. That rubbed our elites, our feminized, chickified, cuckified elites uh, the wrong way, and they did not like his swagger, yeah. uh, his uh, serial marrying of beautiful women, right. his money, uh, the fact that he would boast about his planes and helicopters. And listen, I, I'm not an alpha male. I'm an omega male. Uh, that's not my scene, but I'm not really offended by that kind of stuff because I know that there are men who have the, the testosterone turned up a little more than the rest of us, and yeah. I, I don't think that's the end of the world. But people as as much as they disagreed and frankly most of them didn't even know what they were disagreeing with from a policy standpoint i think the much more of the trump hate stemmed from this strong machismo male that you can't tolerate in our culture anymore and is is some of what? the hate that has flowed into putin in these last few weeks is that the leftover of the reservoir of the fear and paranoia of Donald Trump's maleness. Now we need a new alpha male to focus our ire on because we can't kick Trump around anymore. It's, well, I think, it's uh, let me answer your question. Let's, let's take this slow and then we'll get into Tulsi Gabbard because we need a hot 
chick on we the do. right <laughs> to sell the policies and we thought it was going to be nikki haley and she's no hot she looks a little bit uh written hard and put put away wet you know uh, and her like, ideas uh, are terrible <laughs> yeah, yeah uh you know and i think we can now we are in wartime you can just throw this out because you know it's going to take guns and tanks and missiles and you know decisions and uh you know, pants. Does she wear the pants on the family or they wear the pants? Oh, I gotta go I gotta go talk to my wife. Let me go talk to my wife about uh, I don't know if I can buy this or not. Um I'll be back. And I was like the guy that I would always have to sail, that would always have to get together with his wife is the guy oh. I never followed up with. And I'll tell you why I didn't follow up with he'll come back. He'll come back when he decides to have that uh, very difficult decision. I actually uh, Eddie, Eddie, I um I spent a lot of time in shopping malls with my sister growing sisters growing up in the 1980s. Oh, yeah. And I used to do an impression of a guy. This will be word for word. I, I haven't done this impression in 20 years, ladies and gentlemen. You're, you're about to hear a rare treat. This was the uh, sensitive baby boomer guy, maybe in his 30s. So you're talking 30 years ago. Uh, with the wife shopping at the woman's clothing store. And I always picked out my favorite stores that I, to go to the mall with, with my sisters because they had chairs that the 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 the, oh, the yeah, boys the, the husbands the boyfriends the brothers could all at least just sit down now what I could have done if I had mobile uh, communications that would have been great back then but uh, so this is my impression of the baby boomer husband on the on the clothing trip with his wife to the mall and I walk by and he's he's looking up at all the beautiful clothes our our nice bright eighties clothes you know we, we we really had our own kind of unique look back in the eighties and this and he points up at one of them and he turns to his wife and he says. What about the fuchsia one? And I remember I'm a very young and very ignorant man at that point mm. in my life. And yeah. even at that point, maybe I'm 15 years old, 14 yeah. years old, I'm thinking no man anywhere in America or any other continent should go clothes shopping with his wife, look up at the wall and say, what about the fuchsia one? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm the guy that grabs the chair in the lobby and moves it into the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> while my partner dresses okay that's me yeah yeah how's that for alpha huh that's All pretty right. good <laughs> if she's gonna take off her clothes i'm moving into the dressing room what the hell i mean let, let's get real now no who's gonna tell you no have you ever thought about that go with like a victoria seeker or something who's actually gonna tell you no is the sales associate on the 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 Victoria's Secret floor or wherever you happen to be at? Is they're going to say, "Well, sir, you can't be in there." No, no one's going to tell you that, like ever. FYI, and, and the malls are empty anyway. So, anyway, how did we get into this horrible digression? Uh, uh, okay. Maleness, maleness, no, alpha maleness. I think we did. We I think we put it on ten. I think the macro aggression went to a thousand yes. this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we, had, had Vladimir Putin not taken the pictures. The shirtless pictures, the horse run back horse riding, yes. the fishing. Oh. Would he not be the villain he's perceived to be now? I wonder. I don't know. Okay, so let's talk. Let's 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 get this out and really try to, you know, kind of hone in on your question, which was, is this a response? Is this a response in the same way that it was to Donald Trump? And the and the answer is yes. But without them being conscious of it or aware of it. So the conditioning, as you'll oftentimes see a lot of people do, um, they sort of go along and, you know, hey, whatever the wife wants, a happy wife, happy life. And I'm like, you know, I've got my tail between my legs and I'm going to go ahead and do that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. It's like, they're all doing this. Okay. Yes, dear. Yes, dear. I'm, I'm yes, totally dear. incapable of that. 
Like it's a, it's whatever. I am literally incapable of that. Okay. And there are many men out there and there are men out there that are suffering from heart attacks, strokes, uh, early male depression, various other things. I get depressed for other reasons because I'm talking all the time about the problems about, about, of the world. And at this time, who knows how long we'll live, anything goes. And I'm just incapable of sort of being told what to do. It's just, you, you can't do this, right? And Dowd knows this. We've had uh, knockdown dragouts on this. So without them being conscious and aware of this, they are behaving in this way because they have been groomed over time to what to approve and not to approve of. So if they're laying in, in bed with their, their wives, okay, and they're staring at the TV, oh, yeah, that Putin, yeah, that Putin, we, we got to do that. We got to, we, time, honey, to invest in an electric car. I can't, I can't pay it. Will you take care of this? Can you get the financing? Can, like, suddenly it's all your problem, dude, when things have to finally uh, suddenly get taken care of, right? But at the time, she can sit there and wish for this. She wants the parasol and the, you know, the giant uh, uh, diamond ring and all of these wonderful things. And you're sitting there like, uh, uh, what? Uh, you know, I can't even get an ice cooler with a Yeti to uh, a cozy for my beer without being looked down upon. You know, like, and, and us dudes are like, oh, check out my koozie. Oh, check out my koozie. I've got a great koozie. Look at what my koozie says. It's Tom Brady. By the way, it's going to be the Battle of the Bays in the Super Bowl. This whole thing's set up. It's made for TV. The refs are already on it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 50 mil a year. Tom Brady is going to probably say zero million a year. And uh, for the people who you know really love people, they're going to go for Brady. Okay, I digress. So they don't know they're doing this. So the response to Putin and the response on behalf of the Ukraine, despite all this and the swing to Zelensky, does he make me laugh? And I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to give you the quintessential example here in this epoch. And the epochs are getting shorter. The, the cycles are smaller. Okay. Is the guy who's fly me to the moon, Pete Davidson. I, I can't even believe I'm happy to say this guy. The guy's name is Pete Davidson. Is that correct? Yes, I believe so. Okay. <clears throat> Unattractive as all get out. Hideous. Women are not looking for men to challenge them. It's now we have conquered the Kardashians have turned men into women. They have conquered seven foot beasts and Lamar Odom and that other guy that she was married to for all of 70 days. Right? <laughs> right. And you women are looking at this. Look, you can have all the things you want. You can get your, your butt uh, snugged or whatever, your, your things pierced and Komosayamas, uh, whatever, wh whatever. Okay. You guys can do all that kind of stuff. And then you want to tell the guy what to do. And then you finally realize you ran into one too many alpha males. You're like, oh my God. I can't conquer that person. I, I, I can't. I, and yet that's the one thing they still, they still ultimately want. Right. Yes. Vladimir, yes. Vladimir Putin is that guy. Yes, okay? yes. So this is why I, I literally saw a nine-year-old in the mall recently. And it says the future is female. It's female. Yep. Have you seen this? Have you seen yep. where the young, young ladies are yep. running around? It's like, well, no, no, it's not female. It's uh, the future is transgender. <laughs> like you don't realize the biggest war on women happens to be not the women who don't want to be women. And you don't realize how incredibly power, like women are the most powerful when they are the most feminine. Right. Indeed, like, indeed. like, you know, indeed. we're not, we don't need the May West, you know, we're talking about the actual feminine femininity, like the Marilyn Monroe's like that took down a president. 
that took down a president. She she was with everyone from Arthur Miller to Joe DiMaggio to to John F. Kennedy. I don't know how much more of the world you could possibly conquer. You could climb, you can go to Antarctica, you can climb Everest, but you won't do those three things again. A massive intellectual playwright, Joey DiMaggio, and the best president uh, by cultural standards, and not by actual standards, by cultural standards, and John F. Kennedy. So the thing that I'm touching upon here is the reason why we're in this predicament, we're in this fix, is because they want someone who's going to make them laugh, who's not going to be intimidating, mm-hmm. who's not going to try and take over. And then we had this guy last week who came on the air, yo, or whatever his name was, and is like, doesn't that country have a right to exist? I felt like it's like a woman screaming at you. It's like, don't I have a right to make my own decisions. <laughs> That's right. Like, uh, yeah, you do. Um, it's called uh, independent, and I do, I do as well. We can all live our life and pursue our happiness. And right, it's not our happiness; it's your happiness and my happiness, and those might be different. So the point uh, I think that I'm making in a very long, roundabout, drawn-out way, and this 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 could be a, a course, I guess. You could explore why we have gravitated toward. You know, it's like this when I was in this art gallery. You know, I'm big into art. It's always, I was an art history buff, still am, you know, like Degas. It's like, oh, this guy came up and he talked to me. He's like, <clears throat> I think I hit on by a gay guy in an art gallery. And he's like, uh, uh, he was telling me about, oh, I love his misogyny. I'm like, uh, dude, I'm totally hetero. Okay, so, uh, I, yeah. What's the misogyny? Women hate. Generally, by and large, right? Generally, by and large. Gay men have chosen to be gay because a number of reasons, but one of those reasons might, might be, might be that choice might have been made. Why? Because they couldn't get with women. It was unconquerable. Alpha males don't have that problem. Say what they want. They exude this level of confidence, which is ultimately what women are attracted to. Okay. Okay. Pete Davidson sitting in the bed with Kim Kardashian. Okay, I can't even believe I'm talking about this stupid crap that I have to to make this dumb point, okay? which is actually very smart. Okay, And he's laying in bed with Kim Kardashian, texting to, what's his new name? What's, uh, what, what's, oh, Kanye? yee, 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 yo, yay, yo, yow, 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 texting to Twittering or whatever he does. Okay, put up your dukes, put up your dukes. I'm with your wife. While Kanye is going through a custody battle. What does Kim Kardashian not like about Kanye? Did you notice the only survivor out of the Kardashian group, out of all the men, this is like a study. Wasn't Robert Kardashian. Wasn't OJ Simpson. That's right. Wasn't Lamar Odom. Wasn't Chris Like, wasn't Bruce Jenner. The trail of bodies. Yeah. The detritus of the Kardashian. Wasn't that? It was Kanye. It was, it was Kanye. Of all, and he came in mentally deranged. <laughs> the guy literally, his sanity, he's more sane than any of those guys. I'm like, well, there's something wrong with uh, Kanye. I happen to be enjoying this segment uh, a tremendous amount, as, as is doubt. Yes. And the, the reason why is because we've touched upon truth here. And I think that truth is, well, in a very... Uh, 
larger, bigger, grander geopolitical scale when we're actually looking at this. What's your problem with Putin when you don't know where Russia is? You've never been there. All you care about is your four dollar oil and the fact that this man is running around with all the resources. He's a trillionaire and he's got uh, six thousand four hundred nuclear warheads aimed at the West. That's your problem. So when you guys uh, start getting on this whole thing, oh, he's a Putin sympathizer, or he's justifying, well, like, we're trying to justify why a man made his decision, we're trying to defend his territory. He's like, I don't want Kim Kardashian to walk in here, come and tar- start to take my stuff. I get half, half Eddie, half Eddie. Remember that from Delirious 1983? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sanchez. <laughs> Goody Google. Goody Google. <laughs> Wow, things I had no idea we were going to talk about. And the about. show has reached a new low, ladies and gentlemen. And, and at, at the simul, at simultaneously, Dowd, a, uh, maybe a new high. Yes, yes. yes. Right. Maybe, maybe, maybe a new high amidst uh, all. Well, you know, Eddie, there's a lot of theorists out there, and you know, you've got like we're social, onto it. We're onto you've got it. social conservative theorists, and you've got MGTOW guys like me, and we're, we're yep. not social conservative Christians by any means, but I think those of us who are a little more insightful and have stepped back and really look at, look at our culture and we really see how the male and the female complemented each other when our country was at its strongest and at its best. Right. And now we have this ridiculous tilt toward, I mean, this, this ridiculous yeah. term of toxic masculinity. Let us there, hugging each other, dancing, <laughs> looking gallant, very masculine, yeah. leading the woman, you know, where, yep. where is yep. that? Yep. Yep. I hate to say it, but uh, my my beloved gra- uh, grandmother Irene, uh, when any male members of the family walked into her house, uh, all, most of the time the first thing she said to them was, "Do you want me to do you want me to make you a sandwich?" Um, mm, ma- ma- maybe, we need, maybe we need a few more women like that. Just a yeah, few. We do. Just a few. We need uh, <laughs> we need women. We need men and women to take their rightful places. I think once again, that's not old hat, and uh, that's not make America great again. I think uh, we have seen uh, our entire world come apart in so many ways, and I'm not looking to go ahead and, uh, and just like one of our texters uh, texted in, he's like, <clears throat> uh, you, "You're going to love this, Dowd." Because uh, these guys are all on point. Churches, Christianity, effeminate and ineffectual for maybe a hundred years, in my humble opinion. Okay, that's that's good. Christ, a Christian household. There's a reason why Christian household. It's it's not so much just about Jesus Christ. Okay, even though it is, it's about you know there's an order. Here we have our great show. We have a, we have a married couple with like, uh, are they 13 children? What is it? Is it eight is enough? What, what is, I don't know what they're going for here. Is it, is it a pan pan? No, it's Natalie and John Jaber, yep. yep. right? Having a family, raising their kids on their own. We're going to get to the public school. Tulsi Gabbard public school. We'll do that to front page. We're not going to cover the crime stuff. I mean, it, it happens every day here on the street. Eddie, with all this trans nonsense, men are now better at being women than women. We're all the feminists. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. I'm the guy who refuses to go shopping. Oh, you could be that guy, too. Uh, when, is, when is the old lady going to get back? Does anybody refer to their wives as the old lady to anybody else? I don't even know if that's even a possibility, right? Like, you would, I think that's, that is that under law now? Is that grounds for divorce? Oh, boy. How about the old ball and chain? <laughs> the old ball and chain, yeah. Uh, you got to be truly country. How long has he been gone? Rudy's not gone. He sells radio uh, advertising for the station. Eddie, it's funny you mentioned Tulsi Gabbard. They're literally trying to cancel her because of her comments on the biological labs in the Ukraine. Mitt Romney, of all people, tried to say she's treasonous. We're going to address that uh, as well. But 
I think our hero for the hour uh, here is uh, one uh, Kanye West back here after a quick break on AM 1600 KIVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. We appreciate everybody, as always, uh, tuning in. Where, where is, uh, I think he's in, if I'm not mistaken, Dowd, did Kanye, I believe he moved to Wyoming, right? Oh, yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah moved to Rockies. Wyoming. We'll check on that uh, as well. 524, back and forth. This is Eddie Aragon for Axiom Home Services. Axiom Home Services specializes in refrigerated air conditioning conversions. Time to ditch the swamp cooler and convert to cool, refreshing, refrigerated air. Did you know Axiom Home Services is one of the highest rated AC companies in Albuquerque with over 40 years experience and provides a five-year parts and labor warranty on any new refrigerated air conditioning installation? Axiom Home Services maintains 4.9 stars on Google Review and check out what our customers say about Axiom. Call 792-9742. That's 792-9742 or axiomhvac.com. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. Makeusgodlyagain.com. Hi, this is Ava, and I love sitting on the Monroe's patio just enjoying some chips and salsa. And I'm Stella. I love the fresh air. And enchiladas and tacos. Hey, Grandpa, what about the fresh air? Ooh, and some red or green chili with a cool beverage. And the fresh air? Oh, Grandpa, this is the best meal. It is delicious. Hey, guys, what about the fresh air? And And what what about about the fresh fresh air? air? We are going to Monroe's in the Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to memoryrevitalizer.com. Memory Revitalizer. 
MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We employ the best and brightest agents to ensure that our customers are well taken care of. Call us today at 883-3683-883-3683. I need something sweet, chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouthwatering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. Not just from anywhere, it must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit StraightLinePaintingABQ.com to Don't see... Don't caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Right, bustin', halfway across that city with the back, 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 Spread it across the country. Labels out here. Now they can't tell me nothing. We give it to the people. Spread it across the country. Here we go back. This is the moment. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. So we put our hands up like the ceiling can't hold us. Like the ceiling can't hold us. Here we go back. This is the moment. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. So we put our hands up like the ceiling can't hold us. Like the ceiling can't hold us. 530 here in the Kiva, a little Macklemore. I had a chance to actually meet them. They had a uh, wedding up there in, uh, of all places, Santa Fe at uh, probably one of the coolest hotels. I can't think of that uh, hotel right off the bat. Uh, Sort of uh, interior, uh, pre-COVID, uh, I was there. And yeah, Macklemore and Ryan, it was actually Ryan Lewis uh, who was there. Pretty uh, fancy little get-up there for a Santa Fe wedding. I also uh, had a Pennsylvania Senate candidate. Uh, I met him at the uh, Elvis. Uh, Elvis got married. I, that's when I ran into Michelle Lujan Grisham up in Santa Fe. She was, she got in, she got out, she was on her way. She was at the uh, El Dorado Hotel. I went to a wedding up there as well. Um, but it was uh, pretty interesting because I ran into Dr. Oz, Dr. Oz. Yeah, he's running. Uh, I think he was featured on, uh, Sean Hannity yesterday, Hannity, Sean Hannity. And, uh, you know, Dr. Oz has a a chance to kind of take, like, it's going to happen all across the country. I'm, I think I'm alongside uh, Steve Bannon and believing a lot of this stuff. And I'm, I'm really happy and thankful that Steve Bannon has, uh, chosen not to like do this. He, he talks about Trump in a way that's past tense. 
Okay, this is what you could have done with Trump. This is what Trump did. These are all the greatest things. Like he talks about like, and, and then I was, I haven't had a chance to listen to him in a while, but the way that he phrased everything and the other people, the Boris Epstein, who's there with him and he's, he's constantly pushing. And uh, I don't know where the other guy is uh, who's been Raheem. I don't know where he's at. Uh, I know that he was on Clay and Buck uh, last week. He's a very important component. Um, he's the, um, he is of Indian descent. Um, no, I'm not going to tell you which Indian, but of Indian descent, uh, and uh, he helped usher in, you might remember Brexit, remember the big uh, win? He was part of the architecture of all that, and him, you know, Boris Epstein, uh, and then, of course, you got Steve Bannon on there, but they, they were all the architects behind Donald Trump. They were the brains behind everything, and I urge you and encourage you to watch uh, Real American News there. You can podcast it uh, as well as I often do. Um, you know, I, I watch it. Um, it is there. It's sort of at an off time and then they have an afternoon thing as well. And then they're going like seven, seven days in a row. Uh, I think the platform for them has taken off, but, uh, it's, it's heady stuff. And then of course they broke into the Tulsi Gabbard stuff, uh, today as well. And I think that we're going to start there before we do that front page of the Albuquerque journal, the Albuquerque journal, uh, <clears throat> no, we're not talking about the places where they, all the homeless people go literally talking about the uh, rag that is um, I like look the opinion before I get to all the other stuff the opinion piece on this uh, this was interesting PPD program is a win-win for many low offenders yes this is why we call it the Albuquerque urinal that's it <laughs> folks you want to make some people mad uh, you know you guys can feel free to vote for me for whatever what is it Albuquerque I've worn that four years uh, in a row which was uh, best of the no not best of the what is that called uh, Reader's Choice Award. Reader's Choice. Yeah. The pre-prosecution diversion program offered by the Second Judicial District Attorney's Office is intended to keep nonviolent, low-level offenders out of jail instead of place them in treatment and rehabilitation program. That seems like a win-win proposition. Defendants are given the chance to turn the... I just stopped. I literally stopped reading it at that point. There's no reason to read anything else. Okay. We know that it's failed because on the very front page... So this is how tone-deaf they are. It's like they don't read their own paper. They have the PPD program right there, right there. And on the front page is woman killed, two APD officers, two civilian shots. What are you, stupid? And you're writing that opinion piece? on. on let's run that at the very same time that we see this kind of stuff taking place. I was like, there's, there's such a disconnect. Like, you don't, you don't care. Just like... Let's see what we can get away with today, folks. We're going to write this opinion piece, which is totally contra, you know, totally the other side. We're going to say, well, this, this, this system is actually working. And then you have the front page paper of that. Um, that's about as much as I have to say about that today. Um, there's nothing else to say about it. Uh, I, I get tired of talking about crime. Michelle Luan Grisham wants to make it her number one thing. We made it our number one thing for the last couple of years. No reason to do it now because you're running for election, Missy. Uh -huh. Let's talk about Tulsi Gabbard. A much uh, better looking, more attractive, uh, certainly uh, more interesting Democrat in Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, she's not elected. I think I, I think last time I saw her doing anything of note, she was working out as she was preparing for the presidential election. So Tulsi Gabbard, uh, I know she is a former U.S. representative from Hawaii. That's the way to pronounce it. Uh, she faces <clears throat> this. We're going to go through the headlines. I think that's the way to to do this. Well, let's just take. What Google is throwing out, all the crap. Because right now, there's two enemies of the state, of the United States of America. Okay? Let's name them. You know who they are. Number one, always. No, not Steve Bannon. Doesn't have enough bandwidth. 
Tucker Carlson, number one. Literally, if you go to MSNBC, if you go to CNN, there's more hatred directed at him than yep. any other person. Like Putin stooge in America, they say. Yeah. Yes. It, it yeah. just, they, they, they can't help themselves. They just hate Tucker Carlson. No better time to watch Tucker than right now, folks. Doubt, are you with me? I'm with you. <laughs> I don't have cable, and I still find a way to catch a lot of Tucker's work, yes. Second one is, well, of course, Tulsi Gabbard. Let's uh, read the headlines. Let's go through the top 10 headlines, uh, as Google would have you understand Tulsi Gabbard. She's young. She's attractive. She needs to switch parties very quickly, please. And then get rid of all her other liberal stances. Let's get rid of her her past. You're like, you have to adopt these Republican platforms. You're not going to be a Mitch McConnell Republican. We need we need someone to market because right now we've got, uh, I'm tired of hearing about Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is like, you don't know if you're talking about a pastor or you're talking about a representative. It's like uh, Jim Jordan, you can only, and you can't run Ted Cruz and Rubio anymore. I mean, they, they, they've kind of wore themselves out. We need a new salesperson on the right. And that should be Tulsi Gabbard, but she's on the left. Army officer Tulsi Gabbard faces ire for peddling Russian disinformation about Ukraine biolabs. What, what kind of ire? Tulsi Gabbard hates Daily Beast report on her alleged Russian agent donor, Elena Branson. Oh, uh, how far did they have to go for that? Uh, we're going to find the one person who's sympathetic to Russian interests, and we're going to make sure that uh, we... See, this is what's called in politics a tar and feathering. Right? I've been through it. Oh, he lives in his office. Oh, he does this. Uh, he's using his radio state. Like, it's just what happens, right? They're afraid how successful that she can be. Tucker's featuring Tulsi. If you could have Tulsi and Tucker run together right now, I mean, honestly, folks, they, I, just, just hear me out on this. Hear me now, believe me later. I'm telling you, Tulsi and Tucker would, like, take the cake. They, they could run for anything and every Republican and, and they were like, oh, I don't even know what she is, but I know that she said this and it needed to be said. And Steve Bannon's featuring her. It started out his entire show with her. I'm like, okay, some, something's, something's blowing the lid here. We've got something that's seriously going on and we need to, we need to pay attention. Tulsi Gabbard going on full throttle with none other than Tucker Carlson. Let's take a listen. Mitt Romney. So, Thank you, um, what would be your response to Mitt Romney? Uh, well, first of all, I think it's important to point out here that this is not a matter of disagreement or holding a dis. Did she change her speech pattern? Doubt. Hmm. You hear the speech pattern difference? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you hear the the grooming. You see, it's a it's the slight difference. This is the coaching that happens in politics. Like she's 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 gearing up for something. Okay. And she's calling out, she found an opportunity and she literally like as far down as you can penetrate into the nerve center that ties Biden, Hunter, Democrats, Republicans, you know, uh, the warmongering, everything else. She found the one nerve center and she, she, she struck upon it ahead of everybody. Like that type of courage. Yeah. That type of courage is sort of like if uh, somebody besides Alex Jones was calling out Pizzagate. I mean, that we're on that level. That's, that's how hard she hit on this. Senting view, this is about facts and this is about the truth. So while right. Senator Romney and all these different talking heads in the, in the mainstream media are regurgitating Hillary Clinton. Let me remind you, this is a Democrat 
on a conservative, Republican, right-leaning, going against a right-wing presidential candidate for 2012. Earth-shattering, folks, is what this is. Steve Bannon, brilliant for starting his show today on this. I'm like, this is the most brilliant thing I've seen in, in, in weeks, months, years. I don't know. Like, if there's a a Tulsi train and if you can convert this woman fully, which I believe that she is just opportunistic and ambitious enough to do it. Look, these politicians, let's let's face it. Tulsi's a politician too, okay? But we need branding here, okay? Whoa, do we need brand? You want to talk about, if you put, just hear me out for a second here. Just hear me out. I've been wrong on a lot of stuff. No, actually I haven't. That's why you're listening to me, okay? So I'm about to throw something out to you again. I've been wrong on one thing. I did not think we would go to World War III. And maybe uh, Zelensky might just call call the dogs off, call the war pigs off, this whole entire thing. If Tulsi converts now and you see a Michelle Obama in order to destroy the Democrat Party, you could potentially see Tulsi Gabbard being on a presidential ticket of VP and presidency. She's got an ethnic last name, an ethnic first name. She's from Hawaii. She's got name recognition. She's attractive. Like, do you see where where we could potentially be going? Is the Republican Party good enough to go ahead, embrace, convert, you know, revalue this person? Okay. What is she, 40? You want to, you want to, you want to put the Knicks on the presidential candidate that's coming from the left, it's going to be uh, Michelle Obama and uh, what's her name? Ocasio-Cortez. Uh, she turns 41 in April. There you go. This is your gal. Listen to her talk. Listen to the measured pace. Clinton's slanderous talking points. The facts remain. Number one is they're accusing me of saying that somehow there are bioweapons labs in Ukraine. I've said no such thing at any point. I have said that there are bio labs in Ukraine that have received U.S. support that contain dangerous pathogens that if... Boom. That's a direct shot at Joe Biden. That's a direct shot at the COVID-19. That's a direct shot, right? What did we? What were we talking about Anthony Fauci and the CDC doing? What is the genesis of all of this thing? What she is saying, what is it? What is that called when they, when they move? What, what is that thing where they... Uh, the advanced and the studying in the labs and the Wuhan labs. I know you know the concept. Oh, uh, gain of function. Gain of function. Why do you need a lab? Gain of function. Gain of function. Listen to her. She's very clear. The lucidity is amazing. She's 41 years of age. She's got a slightly gray dyed hair for some aging going on. Did, did you see that? Is, yeah. That's on purpose. The streak. Yes. She's got the streak. She's got the Elvira. She's got the streak right there. Look. In Ukraine that have received U.S. support that contain dangerous pathogens that if those labs are breached, then then we in the world are facing a potential future of pandemics, that this is a dangerous crisis that needs to be addressed immediately. These pathogens need to need to be destroyed. The second thing they're saying is they deny, even though there is a plethora of evidence that exists, they deny that these bio labs are even there, which is shocking to me that you've, we've heard over and over. You- shocking. She just made the claim that she is willing to provide proof Anytime someone wants to go hyperbolic and say shocking, well, here's why, because I've actually seen it. And 
Someone who's in the congressional delegation has access to certain types of information, folks, that you don't. Another does the news media. She gets to see that. I guarantee she still receives intelligence reports from some other place. You played so many clips from people in, in the mainstream media are saying these biolabs, these supposed biolabs, as though there's some fantasy when over and over and over again, officials from our own government, Department of State, Department of Defense and so on are saying these biolabs in Ukraine have dangerous pathogens and we're very concerned that they may be breached. That's the concern that I've continued to raise because it is not left or right, Democrat or Republican. This is right. a serious safety and health and life concern for the American people and people around the world. And so the media's lie. By the way, she's a lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army. Uh, uh, that doesn't hurt her at all in terms of appeal on the right. And she's feminine and attractive. Fine. Uh, they're not only lying about this. You saw uh, headlines a couple of days ago, Tulsi Gabbard paid off by Russian agent. What the media is, is lying about is the fact that uh, an American citizen gave my campaign a $59 contribution coming from a woman I've never met, never talked to, don't know, don't know anything about. But somehow they, they feel justified in saying Tulsi Gabbard is being paid off. The danger in the media lying so blatantly to the American people, these so-called journalists who have a responsibility to the public, is it poses a very direct threat to our democratic republic because they continue to get away with it. They continue to parrot and propagate these lies. She almost said propaganda. Uh, she used the word parrot. And this listen to this part once again, I think is really, really, really critical. As you, as you hear her talk. Coming from a woman I've never met, never talked to, don't know, don't know anything about. But somehow they, they feel justified in saying the Tulsi Gabbard is being paid off. The danger in the media lying so blatantly to the American lying people, these so-called journalists who have a responsibility to the public, is it poses a very direct threat to our democratic republic. A direct threat to our democracy. To get someone from the left who ran as a Democrat presidential candidate who could come over to the right and convince her ilk, her kind, her party itself to say that it's propaganda and it's threatening our democracy when we're trying to quote unquote to defend democracy and our Western ideals in some other place. Can you imagine what kind of shift that could end up being? Like she's saying way more then you're taking in just here in this uh, short two minutes. We'll let her wrap it up. Because they continue to get away with it. They continue to parrot and propagate these lies. And, and they need to be held accountable. They need to be exposed. I just, and, and by the way, the U.S. government has said that there are bioweapons in Ukraine. There are Soviet-era bioweapons. Over and over. We're going to destroy that we haven't. So they've said that. We're just responding to what they have said. But I wonder if you just quickly assess the way that people are thinking is what scares me most. We can debate about what we believe the facts are. But if we're incapable of thinking rationally, if our first instinct is to denounce something we don't like as treasonous propaganda and call for a jail sentence, I mean, what, you know, who, who's leading this country? Well, I think it's important to recognize that. that Did it, were we talking about the underground, the, the three letter agencies? Or, uh, is Tucker referring to something here? Is he, is he hitting at the nerve center? Are we seeing Tulsi and Tucker literally going as much as they possibly can into the highest rated cable news network program that's there where people are like mesmerized and they don't, they, they, I was busy at work. We're getting back to work. My boss wants me to go in. He says he doesn't care about the $5 gas and I had to work all day. And you're like, you're trying to, what, what's going on here? And I'm literally just breaking it down for you. There is three minutes that you can turn into three hours. 
just amongst what they're saying. This is a whole Alex Jones program, by the way, without saying Alex Jones. In this country, thinking rationally, if our first instinct is to denounce something we don't like as treasonous propaganda and call for a jail sentence, I mean, what, you know, who, who's leading this country? Who's leading this country? Maybe that's the uh, Republican uh, uh, war cry for 2024 and to save our republic at 250 years of 2026, folks. Remember, I've, I've been coaching you and telling you about, will we make it to 250? Well, I think it's important to recognize that, that facts exist, uh, especially in this case, facts exist, and the truth is the first casualty of war. What we are seeing here, people who have a very specific agenda, refusing to recognize the truth, refusing to have a conversation, and instead immediately resorting to their age-old tactic of silence, smear, uh, and destroy the character and reputation of anyone who dares to say anything that they don't like. Bang. This is to be continued. We'll continue to follow this. Um, Boy, uh, this is a real opportunity if the Republicans can be good enough to seize upon this. Uh, this could end the Democrat Party if, as, uh, as uh, Steve Bannon is suggesting here, because, you know, the only reason for the propaganda right now is to save the Democrat Party. There is no reason from COVID to the Ukraine to the ETA to, hey, you know, we need to print all this money and then to project and, and blame on the other side. So this is to be continued. I think that I'm on the right trail with all this. And I think uh, paying attention to the way that that show particularly started out today, and I was like, bingo, you nailed it. You take a Democrat who ran as a presidential candidate, you get him to call out the Democrats, then you get it to be young, attractive, and beautiful, and like, hey, what's that? I've never seen that before. Then you get it to go ahead and, sorry, to, uh, uh, <clears throat> I guess, uh, what, what do you call it when you... Uh, objectivize a woman, I guess, whatever, I'm I'm totally sexist. Then you get it to to mimic, sell, and repeat, and preach what you're selling on this side, okay? Then you aim for conversions. And here's the crazy thing, the polling, and we need to get to the polling tomorrow, which I think is really, really good. And if you don't get a chance to go to War Room, Real American News, listen to the first hour and listen to the pollster. The number of people that have shifted from the Democrats to the Republicans is unbelievable. It's an eight-point shift. Not a eight-point net shift. You're talking about eight points in the positive towards Republicans versus Democrats. And actually, it's not Republicans. It's actually more independents than it is Republicans right now. Okay? So that is critical, important. We'll be paying attention to that. And uh, I'm excited. I got to tell you, I'm terribly excited. Dowd, you've got to be as well. I am. The only thing I would add to this, to, to take nothing away from the very attractive and very intelligent uh, former representative, is if you're a Republican donor activist candidate, you should listen to her interview and ask yourself, why is this still registered Democrat making a better case, making a more eloquent and principled case against the corruption of our elites than most Republicans do? Okay, that's where we find ourselves right now. And she certainly is worthy of commendation for that. Uh, all the kudos to her. All right. Finally, um, I want to congratulate uh, you homeschoolers, you people who are taking it upon yourselves right now uh, for the best piece of good news that I've read on the front page of the Albuquerque Journal sometimes. It's not often that we want to claim victory here, but I think uh, Natalie and Jaybird as homeschoolers and 
you know, me who does not have my kids in uh, public school, I think it's really important. Oliver, how do you even pronounce his name? Udebrock? You know, from the Albuquerque Journal? Oh, that Oliver, you know, yes. Udebrock. Yeah. APS facing significant cuts as enrollment drop. I couldn't, I was like, this is the most amazing. Like, you guys are getting your ass kicked. <laughs> you public schools, you unions, you Democrats are getting your ass kicked right now. Albuquerque Public Schools needs to trim about 5% of its staff in the coming school year in response to an enrollment-driven deficit estimated at $17 million. And by the way, if you guys decide to go ahead and have and, and make some sort of weird claim that Paul Guessing and his group over at the Rio Grande Foundation are the ones having any sort of impact, uh, realize the, the length and the impact of a group like that and uh, its ineffectiveness uh, over yep. that time, okay? Yep. Yep. This, is, this, this is patriots. This is people who have run for school board. This is people who have stuck their neck. This is this is Miss Jackson, uh, who uh, campaigned with me uh, on a couple of occasions, and what she's doing. I mean, this is like we you've got to reshape the Albuquerque public schools. There's more than 87, 88 percent of the people who are out there sending their kids to public schools. We can't allow them to fail. But when people are voting with their pocketbook and they're saying, "I don't care if I'm paying for public schools through property taxes. I don't want my kids going to those terrible schools." 5,500 of them. Ooh, what a number. Remember the 505, 5 for 505, 55. Remember all those business guys got together to donate $500? Remember? Where are those guys at nowadays? Uh, where, are they still out there doing that? Or is that just some publicity stunt coming out of the COVID-19? We, we heard this Eddie Aragon guy was running for fight for 505 and all this. So we're going to we, we're gonna give $505 a piece and a $5,000. Five, five, yeah, there you go. 5,500. And all APS will need to cut 300 staff positions district-wide. APS currently has about 200 vacant positions. Where are those uh, guys that are on the line? The National Guard, uh, all the rest of those guys, right? Uh, oh, yeah. They went to go fill in those positions, and then you got to cut more positions? Folks, we're winning. We've got to talk about a uh, film that Natalie and Jaybird are going to be uh, talking about a lot. And, um, you know, they're a married, you know, heterosexual, freedom-loving, liberty-loving, family uh, club. Yes, the worst. The heterosexuals the worst the worst. aren't the heterosexuals the worst. We should, but anybody who believes in man, woman, and child, you know, those are the worst. Really, homeschooling. Oh, oh, and and homeschooling. Teach your kids oh. to think for themselves. No, 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 no. I don't know. We're we're gonna win. Uh, our top five is provided and found every day at four in the morning at Rock of Talk dot chat and brought to you directly by the D Dowd Muska, the Dow three thousand Dowd. Our top five. Yeah, our top five, ladies and gentlemen, chosen by you, not by me. Our subscribers pick what are the most popular links of the of the day. Number one, this made me very happy, Eddie. It was a link I put out to the American Conservative, Pat Buchanan's magazine. The makers of the snowflake generation. If millennials are fragile, it's because their teachers and institutions have made them that way for their own self-interest. Uh, couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, number two, our friends down in Las Cruces were very interested in this link. Uh, this link, a Roadrunner Transit and the dial ride services down in the city of oh, the Crosses, yeah. as well as the Intermodal ah. Transit Terminal, as well as the Las Cruces International Airport. Oh. It's a friendly reminder from your bureaucrats at the city that all of those places, all of those transportation venues, you still must mask up. I'm not kidding. That was number yep. two. Uh, yep. Number three, a terrible story. Dogs uh, rescued in San Miguel County under uh, horrific conditions. Uh, there is no punishment, as far as I'm concerned, that's too uh, severe for people who abuse any any kind of animals. Uh, number four, a little happier, uh, on a happier note, great website over in the UK called The Daily Skeptic. The 
UK government has finally admitted in an official document that natural immunity is stronger than the so-called vaccine. This is a Western government, large, prominent player in, in European and Atlantic uh, politics and geopolitics. The United Kingdom officially has admitted that natural immunity Boom. is stronger. What have we been telling you for two years, folks? You you know, what have we been doing? And then our final number one was uh, researchers find equitable COVID-19 vaccine distribution can target risks in different geographical areas. This is Mm -hmm. your government-funded University of New Mexico looking at equity when it comes to the shot. You're paying for it, folks. (laughs) Great show today. Uh, Holy Spirit, that word scares. Yes, it does. War Room rocks just like you guys, Eddie. America first. These uh, bossy controlling women pick men that they can mold like putty. These men, these men are PW'd. Uh, you know what that means. What's up, Eddie? I thought you'd like to know. There's a group of people in Manal and Carlisle. Yeah. Party protesters out there. Ain't a globalist anti-reset F Biden signs and American flags. Go out there with the party. Your news analysis is better than Infowars. Totally serious. Uh, there you go. And uh, oh my God. Here we go. <clears throat> This local resident uh, waves the flag of the Ukraine on Main Street. So no cars were honking their horns in support. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I guess. Uh, good. Greg Zanetti next up with uh, Hour 3 and uh, Commercial Free right here in the Kiva on AM 1600. com. I guess we'll have a little bit of fun here this afternoon and be thinking about the rest of the world. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in right here. On the Rock of Talk. Yeah. Play along. Huh? Play along. Can you hear? What the hell? What? Play along. Let's go. Party Rock is in the house tonight. Everybody just have a good Six oh six in the five oh five with more forward one here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk AM sixteen hundred KIVABQ Rock of Talk dot com here on this Tuesday, March the fifteenth. Glad to be here with uh, you, and we have uh, another gubernatorial candidate uh, interview. Come one, come all, come into the Kiva, as uh, many of them often do. And uh, we have uh, Brigadier General Greg Zanetti running for governor of the great state of New Mexico. I don't know if we can. We'll call it the great state of New Mexico, given what we've endured uh, here, but uh, we're going to do it nonetheless. I'm from here, 11th generation, with my 12th generations uh, right here, and we want to keep those generations uh, going on. Greg Zanetti is a graduate of Valley High School, also uh, a graduate of, uh, I believe, West Point, and he can give you all the bio on him. You go to Zanetti4Governor.com. Greg, good afternoon. How are you, sir? It's great to be here, Eddie. Thanks for having me on, what, on the Ides of March, right? Beware the Ides of March at Tu Brute, as uh, you know as well as I do, uh, in the midst of uh, all the stuff that have been happening. Beware the Ides of March. We've got television reporters, news reporters, newspaper reporters, uh, people uh, behind enemy lines. And uh, we're, before we move to the gubernatorial stuff, and uh, by the way, it's an eddieforgovernor.com. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, a little bit about your background, resume, why you're equipped to talk about this, as you often have, uh, Greg. Uh, here in our radio station uh, for some time. 
Uh, you know, we talked about the 80s. Let's remind everybody where you were at in terms of a world war, roughly, or a big sea change every 80 years. Uh, you know, 2020, 1940, 1860, 1780, 1700, 1620. I mean, these, uh, it's like a metronome, and it's right on rhythm, and here we are. Uh, nobody is surprised because they have been uh, listening to you uh, the entire time. So tell us about your background, qualifications, why you're equipped to talk about uh, stuff better than anybody else. Well, I mean, Eddie from Valley High School, you're right. I went to West Point and there I started studying war. And obviously we're on the we're engaged in war right now. And so wars have cycles. And so I had an army career where I ended up as the commanding general at Guantanamo Bay and Brigadier General Zanetti, not only West Point, but the Commanding General Staff College and a graduate of the Army War College. I've spent my life studying war. I've also had a financial career where I've managed money for billionaires. And war and money go together. And anybody who can only see one lane or the other isn't seeing the whole picture. And so this is where my qualifications really come in in a much different way. I'm not just a soldier. I'm not just a financial advisor. I'm kind of both. It's a pretty good combination for right now. Let's talk about uh, why war is profitable. And we see the markets uh, going up uh, today. Uh, Oil coming down uh, less than $100. We've got this tumultuous, dynamic, pendulum stick uh, swing that's going on in, in markets You've advised a lot of people, people I love, in fact, uh, Greg, uh, I have trusted you as they have uh, with, with their money. Uh, they're doing quite well. But let's just talk about uh, overall the cycles uh, in terms of what we're experiencing right now and why uh, it's not over. Oh, no, it's not even close to over. And you're right. We had talked about America's 80-year cycle in the past where the year ending in zero uh, like 2020, 1940, uh, 1860, uh, we can already go all the way back to the revolution. That was the doorstep year to a big change. And Eddie, I thought the big change was going to come in 2021, uh, just as it had in 1941, Pearl Harbor, just as it happened in 1861 when the Civil War started, just as it you know happened when the Puritans landed in 1620 and 1621, they met the locals and kind of gripped in the country. Anyway, you get the idea. And then in 2021, it just didn't happen, except it happened now, basically seven weeks into 2022. It's not quite exactly on time, but close. And the world has changed irrevocably. It's hard for me to overstate that we're at a turning point in world history. Uh, Eddie, you're witnessing the remaking of the world order right before your eyes. And so that's what's happening right now. All right. We lost a little bit of your audio uh, here. I'm going to have you uh, go ahead and uh, I think you got a phone call. We're going to, we're going to have you uh, disconnect and reconnect. We're speaking with Greg Zanetti, Zanetti for governor. I'm going to have him uh, reconnect uh, here as he got a phone call that uh, dropped into his thing. I did not tell him to do not disturb, but he'll join us uh, back momentarily. But as he's uh, getting uh, into these points and it's so incredible. Thanks Greg for being here. Uh, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, that's fine. You get plenty of calls. You're out on the road. You're down in uh, Hobbs and, uh, and Roswell, uh, 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 Roswell today. We'll get to that uh, momentarily. But I want to go back and uh, put a finer point on everything, which is 1939, August of 1939, the invasion of Poland leading to 40, right. 80 years. At 1860, you know, the split, 
between the uh, the Union and the Confederates, like 61. You know, we go back to 1780, uh, the split between the Brits and, and of course, and then we've got uh, Washington and, and everything. 1780 becomes 1781. So there is all the things, the precipitous things that lead up into this. And I just want to thank you for, uh, you know, opening our eyes because we know that March 13th, 2020, happy birthday, Corona. Uh, the second year, two years, two days, uh, we're into this, uh, March 13th, 2020. Here we are, March 15th, the Ides of March 2022. And uh, uh, lo and behold, here we are. And uh, I want to address something with our audience uh, once again. You did it, uh, I think, quite um, experiencely, uh, or excuse me, expertly uh, when you uh, put down some of these uh, people who are trying to say that you're with Bill Gates. Uh, it, no doubt Bill Gates, uh, once again, uh, resigned his position March 13th, uh, 2020, uh, to go ahead and do what he was doing. And you've said some extremely negative things about that. I'd like uh, for you to just uh, address that. He's the largest landowner, uh, why he's buying agriculture, and then we can talk about natural resources. And then let's jump into the gubernatorial stuff, uh, Greg. But uh, address the uh, uh, Bill Gates thing one more time, if you would. I mean, I worked for Bill Gates, and this was in 2009. I certainly didn't know, I don't think anybody knew the real Bill Gates 12, 13 years ago. I don't even think Melinda knew. But I'll tell you this, Eddie, I learned about how billions of dollars move and how these guys work against us. And it's not just Bill Gates, it's other billionaires. It's big tech, it's big pharma, it's big media that have all come together working with big government. And I tell people to think of it this way. If you had a sergeant who got behind enemy lines and saw the enemy's tactics, their techniques, their plans, their timetables, and then he escaped and came over into General Eddie Aragon's office and said, General, I learned exactly how they do it, and I know how to stop them. Would you throw that guy out of your office? And the answer is, I would think, no. You'd say, sit down, son, tell me what you know. And so this is just what I put out there to people I've I spent my life serving this country. I have no intention of becoming a globalist. In fact, it's the exact opposite. And you might want to have somebody in the governor's chair who understands how the enemy thinks. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I think there's no doubt. All right, let's jump into the gubernatorial race before we uh, uh, gravitate on back to the uh, goings on today in uh, Kiev. Uh, Kiev completely and totally surrounded uh, at this point. Yeah. And uh, I know there's a lot of other things on our mind, but we do have a state to save before we save uh Kiev and Ukraine and uh, the rest of the world. Uh, and I don't know how much business we have in doing that. And we'll leave that for another time. Let's just talk about saving New Mexico, the natural resources, the things that we could do right now. Uh, let's start first from the top on a national level. Uh, Joe Biden has gone to all the oil drillers and all the oil guys and said, you know, unleash the crack and we need to go ahead and uh, go back to oil. Drill, baby, drill. I got to get uh, my guys reelected. Address it from that standpoint, and then also from Eddie and Lee County being the number one and number six oil-producing counties in the country prior to the shutdown of Keystone and XL, and uh, why New Mexico is just so incredibly rich beyond its knowledge. Well, we are, and the nation's going to need New Mexico, but we have to have leadership that understands the current situation and have everything has just changed. We're going to have to become more independent across the board on everything. And by the way, I can't tell you the anger against MLG down in the southeastern part of the state and what she's done to them, how she's treated them, how she loves the money, but treats them poorly. And now, now suddenly it's, Oh yeah, uh, we're all for you drill. Meanwhile, they're layering on more rules, more regulations, more environmental constraints, 
and they're saying you're giving us these mixed messages and we know you don't like us so new mexico not only has oil and gas we have uranium we have lithium we have four of the 17 rare earth elements we have copper these are all things that the nation is going to need as these commodity embargoes uh amplify and make no mistake we're going to have commodity embargoes across the globe based on what's happening right now and so not only do we have wealth from the earth but we have these brilliant minds in this state the quantum computing nanotechnology artificial intelligence micro machinery that was born in New Mexico at our labs, at New Mexico Tech, at Afotech, at our universities. We have two things that we can bring to America to make us stronger. And we just need some leadership that will encourage these things and not the government welfare system that we do now. We had uh, $27 billion that was doled out to the state of New Mexico. Uh, tell me how you would have handled that differently what would you do, hindsight being 2020? Uh, certainly the media, local news media is lauding a lot of her decision making during this time, including the adopting of the ETA. They're trying to say that people who bought the cars, unaffordable, Tesla, Leaf, uh, Prius, uh, all very unaffordable, unattainable. Uh, you know, you're sort of investing in gas in the future by, by, by buying some of these things. And uh, they're no doubt running into some problems. But Tell us about what you would have done uh, differently during that time, from the time that her inception, from the border to the National Guard, her very costly decision to go ahead and let the spigots open, worse drug problem, worse violence, worse crime. And then, of course, uh, you you saw what, what, what came next. Uh, she was working on the environment with the ETA. I'd like for you to address that and how you would have handled everything from her inception to where she is now. Well, it was not even hindsight, Eddie. You and I talked about this over the last two years and all the mistakes that she was making, how she was enabling a welfare system, uh, encouraging people not to work. You're allowed to stay home, smoke weed, get your stimmy check and uh, play video games. And that's all fine with us. And now we've got help wanted signs all over the state. Meanwhile, she also encouraged crime by op opening the prisons, letting people go, and then by basically de wanting to defund the police, demoralizing police, and then having this open border policy, whereas you said, allowing all these drugs to come over and all of the human trafficking, the female trafficking, the weapons, and so on and so forth. It was madness over the last two years. And so I don't understand how you can be lauding anything that's happened here as we've watched our schools shut down. We watched the small and middle-class businesses get crushed and the wealth get moved up to the highest levels and we're watching the state decay and die based on her policies we basically have confused inept undisciplined leadership in santa fe and it parallels with what we've got in washington dc i pretty much would have done everything everything differently than what she did with the money yeah there's no doubt about that uh i think uh let's go back and talk about crime Let's talk about your knowledge about fentanyl in terms of uh, how we open things up. Uh, disastrous uh, things have happened, uh, no doubt, uh, Greg, uh, because of that, uh, that open borders. And uh, we happen to be the opening uh, here for the rest of the country. Talk about fentanyl. And then, of course, talk about, as you just addressed, legalizing it, why that's a calamitous decision. In fact, the new op-ed coming out of the Albuquerque Journal uh, said exactly that. We need to wait before we decide to sort of uh, finally go full recreational here in the state of New Mexico. 
Yeah, yeah, now they're saying it. But basically, our economic development plan consists of casinos, weed, and personal injury attorneys. And then you're right, on the fentanyl, you probably know this, but they are now taking Oxycontin, dipping it into fentanyl, and then selling it on the streets. And this is proving deadly to people. And it's as if she's just tone deaf or blind, she being MLG, to what this is doing out there. The, the southern counties have just had it with this open border. Texas is trying to do something about it. So is Arizona. So they're funneling in through New Mexico. And I think they see it through a political lens. Oh, good. We're going to get more Democrat voters. I'm not even sure that's true. What, what we're really getting is the downfall of the state and the disintegration of the social order and all in the name of politics. Again, it's hard to overstate how damaging her policies have, have been. Now, should we deploy the National Guard to the border? Yes. But what we're learning in Texas is you better do it correctly. You may not have seen this, but the uh, adjutant general of Texas was basically relieved of her duties this week. And it's because they called up all these National Guardsmen for one year of active duty, but they didn't really deploy them very well. They did not have distinct missions. A lot of it was wasted time. They weren't being used to full effect. And the guardsmen are saying, what's going on here? Where am I sleeping? Where am I staying? They had pay issues. And so when all of the Republican gubernatorial candidates say, I'll deploy the guard to the border. All right, got it. What units for how long? What's the chain of command? Who's going to pay for this? And by the way, this was a state mission. Uh, the state of Texas has been paying for this because Biden wouldn't pay for it. So remember, every time that we spend to deploy the guard, and we need to, but in a smart way, but all that money can't go to schools, roads, bridges, sewers, etc. You might want to have a governor who understands the financial side as well as the military side. But yes, this needs to be done. And um, again, the damage to the state is going to take years to repair. Let's talk about the police uh, and uh, another shooting, uh, this one dragging out to the streets of Montgomery and Tramway. Uh, two police officers shot, another citizen killed. And, uh, you know, we've got this uh, sort of brazen uh, lawless group. Uh, the police were gathered outside my office uh, last night. I went to go address that. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any penalties, but we can talk about the Charlie Daniels Law, judicial reform. We've got every statewide office occupied by a Democrat. Uh, and at this point, uh, I got to tell you, um, you know, I, I feel less safe than ever. Uh, today, I literally saw a guy with a fully automatic uh, AR-15 in his hand walking down the street. Yeah, that, no, no joke. Um, and I'm fine with, you know, gun holding and, you know, the Second Amendment and all that. But uh, this, look, this did not look like a guy who went through a uh, background check. Talk about our police officers. Uh, now nine of them shot in the last uh, year and three months. Um, talk about uh, how we need to fund the police. She's uh, to the tune of $100 million, how it's much more than that, and uh, what you would do as uh, Governor Greg Zanetti. Uh, well, she totally destroyed the morale, and Mayor Keller went right along with it, uh, saying basically we don't trust you. We don't trust your judgment, police officers. We're going to look down your, uh, your, look down your throats at everything that you do, and we're going to question everything you do, and you are going to be uh, always on trial for what you do. So basically the, the police are either terrified to do something or they just don't do anything at all, and you've got this chain of command 
that is no chain of command. They've got three different bosses, everybody telling them what to do. And so the first thing you have to do is you have to re-empower the police and believe in them. I mean, a lot of this is just morale, basic soldier leadership skills, where you say, we trust you, we need you, we're going to support you. And if leadership does that, morale will rise pretty quickly. And then you're right, there have to be there have to be consequences for what's happening at the lowest levels. If you shoplift something, there should be a consequence. If you uh, sleep in front of some restaurant owner's place and you're disrupting business, there should be a consequence. At the lowest level, if you start enforcing those laws, then as you work your way up, things get better. We've proven this. Eddie, we know how to fix crime. There are consequences to your actions. You put people in jail, recivit- the repeat offenders, uh, they have to stay in prison because they will just keep repeating, repeating, and repeating. And so these are things that can be done almost instantly with new leadership. And so we know what to do on this. It's just no one has the backbone to do it. Yeah, and we haven't done it. And I think a lot of citizens out there are extremely disappointed and uh, particularly Democrats. You're talking to Democrats. You've met with Democrats. You have uh, discussed these things with uh, Democrats in Belen and Las Lunas and a lot of places where people, you know, have family in Albuquerque and it's a lot safer out in Belen, Las Lunas in that area. Hard to believe that we're saying that. Uh, obviously very much safer, uh, very, very safe uh, in Rio Rancho compared to Albuquerque uh, as well. So, uh, drill down on some of the concerns that you're hearing from people. It's not a funding issue. Uh, this is more of an organizational issue. And uh, as you just mentioned, which I didn't think about, attitudinal adjustment uh, of the leadership, how they approach it. Well, I mean, I mean we've, we have a tone-deaf leadership structure across the state that is really only interested in government and not interested in the people. And if you're looking for a common denominator of all the problems in this state, it's government having crowded everything else out. And so if police and communities had responsibility for policing their communities and working with. Sorry, did we lose the connection again? No, we're, we're good. You, you declined okay, it. Well, good to go. so they're, they're barreling uh, through, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if we had local police working with the communities on the common sense things that aren't just Republican and Democrat, it's all of us, things would get better, but government crowds it out telling everybody you must do this. We saw it during COVID government shut down the small and mid-sized businesses, crowding them out saying Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot, you can stay open, but you little guys can't during COVID government crowded out churches and say, look, you can't worship, but, all you government workers can continue to go to work. We see it in education. Government crowds out teachers and parents and children, and so the kids don't get educated. What we have is this massive governmental structure in this state that every time there's a problem, they seem to want to get bigger. And that's our overarching problem here. And they see themselves as saviors when in actuality, you see what's happening in real time and the Democrats are seeing this. We have such an opportunity to win this election. They don't want what's happening. And so we just need to offer a candidate who's reasonable and who's, who they can work with to say, yes, let's change this state because the opportunity is there. We have this wealth we talked about. We have smart people. L- let's 
let's rebuild it. We're going to have this opportunity, by the way, because what's happening in the world is going to cascade down on New Mexico and the nation here in a pretty big way pretty soon. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, we are in an interesting way. New Mexico seemingly always at the epicenter, uh, certainly for the Democrats, uh, because they use us as a petri dish to try out their policies and uh, do that. So they know that. And a lot of that has to do with uh, keeping New Mexico safe. And we're going to go back to that because that's the Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham's actual platform is to run on, um, on, on that, the safety of all that. And we started getting into some other things, including COVID-19. We'll, we'll address all of that. But uh, let the United Health Foundation uh, stated that New Mexico is the second worst state in the country when it comes to violent crime. And uh, tell us about the Greg Zanetti plan to uh, improve uh, the safety uh, overall. Uh, you take violent criminals and you lock them up. You take them off the streets. Again, th this isn't hard. And once they're in, you don't let them have early parole. And they stay in and they reap the consequences of their actions. But none of that happens right now. The Democrat answer is going to be take the guns away from the law-abiding citizens. Right. But actually, it's got to be the reverse. We actually should be arming up the law-abiding citizens and saying, look, defend your homes, defend your families, defend your businesses, because clearly the government is not going to be there to help you. They have not been there for the last four years. And this sudden reversal during a campaign season, uh, nobody's buying this, Eddie. Uh, just telling you out there, people have had it with her and it, it all just seems very hypocritical. Greg, you've been at the uh, forefront on the COVID-19. Uh, are you vaccinated? No. Okay. And, uh, I, I didn't hear you correctly. Greg Zanetti, governor, uh, are you, uh, vaccinated? No, I am not um, vaccinated. Why did you choose, uh, not to get vaccinated? Tell us about the science, uh, obviously, uh, of all this. We've been having these discussions for some time now. I think it's important uh, now that we're on the other side and we can claim victory and you see what Pfizer and the vaccine injuries uh, that are out there and then uh, the masking, the vaccine and the studies that are coming from places like British Columbia, uh, certainly England and realizing that, boy, what did we get ourselves into? Why did we choose to go ahead and do this? But, you know, I think we saw everything uh, come through on this uh, COVID-19 reaction and overreaction from the Democrats and Michelle Lujan Grisham. How would you have done it differently? Would have done it completely differently because I did it completely differently in my life. Uh, I did the research on it and looked at mRNA, realized what some of the dangers were very quickly by listening to other experts out there saying, look, we've got a problem here. These have not been proven. There's no long-term testing. So that was part of it. The other part, Eddie, actually goes back to the finance part. Always look at the motivation. Always look at who benefits. And so when Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson are racing these things out, their motivation isn't the health and the safety of Americans, that their motivation is profit. And once you understand that and you get past their gauzy commercials about how they love and want to help you, no, they want to help their bottom line. And when you start to see the motivation coupled with this racing to get this through, no, that. Teresa and I both decided very early we were not going to get the vax. And then, by the way, we, we both got COVID. So then, all right, we got natural immunity. And so once you have that, even Pfizer was saying, if you have natural immunity, don't, don't take the vax, although they buried that much later and stopped talking about that because, again, it was all about the money. For the politicians, the motivation was all about power and control. And so once you understand the incentives, 
you can start to unwind what this is really all about. And it wasn't about protecting Americans. It was about money and power and control. And it's as simple as that. You've been called the nicest guy in the gubernatorial race. Uh, oftentimes, you've also been called the most likable guy. Uh, I've also heard, well, Greg's the most pragmatic candidate. Uh, explain why that might be. And just the ugly side of Michelle Lujan Grisham that we saw, she became quite un, uh, <laughs> unlikable. Uh, she became, I, I think at that point, uh, someone we did not want leading us uh, in uh, dictatorial. Uh, I think uh, there's also a 180 on style as well. I remember the afternoon lectures at three or four o'clock where we would say, I see you in the airports. I see you not wearing your mask. We saw, right. that, uh, you know, tell us why that is so important, why that's such an important component uh, for leadership uh, on your end, Greg. It goes down to trusting the people of the state of New Mexico. And that's leadership really springs from, do you trust the people that work with you? And I mean, work with you. And he used, people used to say to me at Guantanamo, what's it like having thousands of people work for you? And I thought, man, you don't get it. They don't work for me. I work for them. And that attitude was required all the way down the chain of command. The colonels, the majors, the captains, the sergeants, we all had to be working, looking down on how we help others do their jobs. And then the other part of leadership is protecting your unit from all that stupid stuff that comes down from above. So if you can shelter the, them from the baloney that comes down from on high and then empower them to use their creativity, their ingenuity, their intelligence from bottom up, watch what happens. She doesn't trust the people of New Mexico. Thus, it always has to be power and control. I'm just the opposite. I believe in New Mexicans. I, I believe in our history. I believe I watch what we've done throughout centuries and think, how can we not trust these wonderful people? And so, yeah, it's just a totally different lens through which I view the world than what she does. And that's why. I think uh, that's an important uh, component because one of the things is we've been taught to fear our government instead of trust our government. And the people of trust uh, have been trying to sell a lot of other people and uh, they're just not trusting you know, what they've heard. And that style is so important uh, when it comes to just addressing our mental illnesses uh, that have now crept up on us. And of course, the people being locked in, losing their businesses, losing their ability to provide income for themselves, losing their sense of worth, losing their sense of purpose. And uh, I know that uh, we're getting a little bit touchy-feely on this, but that's an important uh, component uh, nonetheless that I think uh, uh, from a top-down perspective uh, from our governor uh, right on down to, you know, the, the very people who are working uh, at the lowest levels, uh, if you will, at the, the state. I think that's something that we have uh, definitively lost, uh, Greg. Uh, address that, if you would, just mental illness and what COVID-19 and leadership uh, can really make people feel oppressed uh, from the tyranny. Yeah, she destroyed morale. Uh, she made us feel weak. She made us feel helpless, that there was nothing that we could do about it, and uh, only she could save us. And then none of, it, none of it was true. In fact, now we're learning it's, although we knew it earlier, it's all just the opposite. Everything she did hurt us. And so we've been betrayed. And people who feel betrayed initially go into a little bit of denial. No, this couldn't have happened to us. And then, you know, there's a little bit of bargaining. Well, maybe I should have, this kind of thing. But then there's anger. That's the next stage. 
And this is what we're starting to see out there. People are really angry with her for what she did and now how she's trying to cover it up. Now, some people have gotten past that. They're even actually kind of at some depression. What has she done to us? I'm at acceptance. All right, here we are. What are we going to do about it? How are we going to turn this state around? And that's what you hear me talking about on the show uh, over and over again. All right, here we are. We have these natural resources. We have these intellectual resources. We have this amazing base of people in this state that just need to be activated. And we're going to have this opportunity. And so when you give people a sense of purpose, the drug addiction goes down. Uh, divorces go down. When people start to feel like they have some hope, then things get better. And so that's why I'm running for governor. We can turn this thing around, but we've got to get her out. Of course, jobs, employment, et cetera. Employers were turning in. They're the great entrepreneurs. They were being forced to test uh, their employees, being forced to be responsible for the governor's health care decisions. Right. Uh, that, as a business owner yourself and you who work with many, many, many business owners investing their money, uh, keeping them sane so that they can protect their money uh, for the future. Let's talk about jobs uh, for New Mexico and, uh, you know, where we're at. We're 50th in unemployment. 50th in unemployment, Greg. Uh, uh, D-Dowd Musk, the Dow 3000, uh, furnished us with the latest goings on with all that. And then the fact that uh, we have now fallen behind seven other states since the beginning in terms of the rubber band rebound on that, uh, sort of like we're the last uh, to rebound or going to be the last to rebound. There we are. We got Greg uh, back. Hopefully, Greg, can you hear me? I can. Okay. So the, the jobs portion, I think, is, is, is an important component of your platform. And I think, in my opinion, the most important, if you got a job, you can get everything else. Right. Anybody who has a job can get everything else. Talk to us about, uh, you know, her performance and then uh, the difference in terms of uh, uh, how your approach is and what you're going to do as governor. It's not just a job. It's the type of job you get. You may not have heard this yesterday, but uh, Nancy Pelosi said that government spending brings down deficits because you're hiring all these government workers and because you hire government workers they then pay taxes which therefore brings down the deficit i mean this kind of thinking out of the speaker of the house in washington not understanding the most foundational things about capitalism and wealth creation is what builds a country it's not more government jobs I mean, if that were true then the soviet union would be the most powerful country in the in cuba the most powerful countries in the world right now and it's just the opposite but this is how mlg thinks it's not does she want jobs yeah but they have to be government jobs under her control i want the opposite i want private sector jobs creating wealth outside of the control of government that's the foundational difference and so what government does is it takes wealth away from the people I'm looking to do just the opposite. I, I want to help save the poor and the middle class of New Mexico because she's destroying the poor and the middle class. And the way you do that is not through more government programs and dependence on Washington, D.C. We have clearly learned they're not dependable and they're not to be trusted. We're going to have to do it ourselves from the bottom up with all of this, all these riches we already have in the state, both natural resources and intellectual. And I'll leave it at that. I think it's important you've been uh, really emphasizing tech innovation, 
you know, quantum computing, uh, in addition to our natural resources, which we're going to cover next as well. We only got seven minutes left, so uh, I know we don't have enough time, but uh, as much as I, I have right here, nanotech, mind micro machinery, AI, obviously big, right. uh, the nanotech was big. And then, uh, of course, uh, uh, John Freisinger and the uh, the sort of the investment where we were trying to capture the brain drain didn't end up working out the TVC uh, ventures uh, that were there. But just tell us about why the innovation is so incredibly important to our economy. Well, because the, the things that we believe are high tech now are actually old technologies. Google was started in 1998. Uh, Amazon is actually pretty old. So is Microsoft. The, the next generation, the young people, they're not stupid. They're going to have their great advances and they're going to build on the shoulders that our generation brought and we stood on the shoulders of the generation before us and so on and so forth. Well, the advances, particularly in, I'll say, quantum computing right out of the block, that's going to make our computers today look like dial-up phones. The, the nanotech and the artificial intelligence and the micro-machinery that was born in New Mexico. And aren't you sick and tired of hearing the stories of how we lost Microsoft or how we lost this company or how this guy moved to Arizona? We need to have a tax structure and a legal structure where you can't get sued for every little thing We need to, that would encourage private enterprise and new technologies to grow here. And California is totally blowing it. Why can't we be the next Silicon Valley? Right, right. And, and we can. Right. Anyway. Yeah, no, I think the natural resources uh, compounded with you know, the opportunity to uh, take advantage of the uh, intelligent, smart people at Lanol and Sandia, they, inevit they inevitably retire and look for something to do at, you know, 55, 65. And when they yeah. do so, can you imagine the amount of, I think that was the whole entire thing behind TVC Technology Ventures Corporation with John Freisinger. We should have been able to capitalize that. But let's talk about our natural resources. Uh, I love it when you talk about this because then I feel like now we know why the Spaniards came. It wasn't just to establish, you know, you know, yeah. uh, the first vineyards or, you know, churches or the families along the river, this beautiful, miraculous place with those unbelievable mountains right alongside the river there. It wasn't just that. It was, you know, there's so many uh, things that we're rich in that I think the rest of the world, I think, would uh, uh, truly benefit from. If we can just go ahead and get the Democrats off the spigot of uh, unleashing all of that, uh, so that way we could go ahead and enjoy and share that and grow our exports, which that means truly growing the New Mexico economy beyond $100 billion. Right. And so, right, the wealth from the earth that New Mexico has is stunning. And yet we've got an environmental department, a Bureau of Land Management. We've got the state land office all squishing, squashing all of this stuff. And what used to take a day to get a permit for an oil well now can take up to four years. And None of it is making the state better or safer or more environmentally pure. In fact, it's the opposite. And so, yes, we have oil, we have gas. You're hearing about the fertilizer issues. Eddie, we've got potash in this state. Well, that's where one of the main ingredients is fertilizer is potash. We have lithium for all these electric vehicles that the Greens want. All right, we ought to be bringing up the, the lithium we have four of the 17 rare earth elements 
And what's Russia talking about? What's China talking about? We're going to cut off the rare earth elements to you, America, and let's see how well you do. And so aluminum, copper, all that is in this state. And we think, why aren't we exploiting this in a in a reasonable way where you're not destroying the environment. These are old arguments from the 1950s and 60s. The technology has advanced. We've gotten much better. And you've heard me talk about water. <laughs> we are the Saudi Arabia of brackish water, billions of acre feet. By some estimates, it's a thousand years. That's a conservative estimate. A thousand years of water underneath our ground. Why aren't we pumping it up and cleaning it and using it to feed our cities. Right. And then the agriculture part of the state isn't competing with the, with, the, with the urban part of the state for the water. And this state could go from worst to first just like that if we had the right leadership. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, finally, uh, speaking of worst to first, we are worst in education. Very quickly, we only have two more minutes uh, left here, uh, but I'd like for you to address that, your plan. And then uh, we'll kick it off from there next time you and I get a chance uh, to get together. Because without okay. any of this, our educa without education, you saw 5,500 students have left. Uh, they didn't just die off, uh, go other places. They're not going to public schools. Our public educational system, which supports 88% uh, of the people who get educated in the state of New Mexico, is failing and flailing. Right. Please address. All right. We're going to fix education in three easy steps. Step one you have to declaw the public education department, take away their power, shrink it. Uh, this top-down thing's not working. It hasn't since Bill Richardson introduced it 20 years ago. Step two, push the power and authority back down to the local level. Local school boards working with local teachers, local parents for the kids. It works better. And here's the big one. Step three, follow the money. Education money currently starts with politicians. Then it flows to bureaucrats. Then the money flows to unions. Then the money flows to administrators, teachers, parent, kid. Flip it. The money starts with the child, follows the child to any school the parents say. Trade school, public school, parochial school, private school. You choose. Homeschool. And teachers and parents are natural allies. The need for administration, unions, all that diminishes. And you watch, we could turn this state around education-wise on a dime as well. Not Republican, not Democrat issue. It's an us issue. Absolutely. Uh, Greg, finally, uh, how can people reach you? How can they get involved with your campaign? And where will you be over the uh, the next week? <laughs> it's ZanettiForGovernor.com, Z-A-N-E-T-T-I, for Governor uh, Roswell tonight, tomorrow, Alamogordo and Las Cruces, then back to Albuquerque for three fundraisers, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I haven't even looked into next week yet, but it's busy. All right. We'll see you out on the campaign trail. We'll talk to you next week. Greg, thank All you right. for being here. Thanks, and checking in with us here on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. See you tomorrow, bright and early 4 p.m. for another edition of The Rock of Talk. <laughs>